This pre-roll ad is brought to you by Empire Wreckers. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Empire Wreckers. If you'd like video content, we're on YouTube and Twitch, where we stream games like our group playthrough of Star Wars The Old Republic. And if you'd really like to support the show, you can subscribe to our Patreon for monthly bonus content. And now, our feature presentation. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Star Wars Empire Wreckers, the Star Wars actual play campaign where the GM is decided by a magical deer who's ready to run for office and then assassinate the competition today. Zamnorik is ready to run for office and assassinate the competition, and thanks to her newfound force powers, she's all prepared to do some necromancy along the way. Anchovy beats up turfs. <laughs> Hey, that has nothing to do with running for office. <laughs> to the point, I like it. Sugnoma has picked up another assassin job. This time he's collected a hefty bounty to assassinate uh, the head of the house elf union. <laughs> <laughs> and Gajitru is ready to shit in her pants or on the floor and magic it away. <laughs> If you're ready to visit a world of magic and mystery, why don't you come along with us to a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away in Star Wars. The First Order rises again. More than a year after Palpatine's defeat at the Battle of Exegol, the heirs to the Empire are once again striking from hidden fortresses across the galaxy. As they attempted to abscond with a shipment of Wookiee slaves, the Remnant's Dreadnought was boarded by the Empire Wreckers and its captain taken captive. When the First Order's retribution destroyed the Wreckers' base on Odessan, they chased Captain Starwind to the Sinta Glacier Colony, where she revealed the First Order has nefarious plans for the planet Kessel. We're gonna go on a run. Wait, didn't we go on a Kessel run our last team, too? We've been on the Kessel run as this team. Oh, Yeah, Jesus. the last time you went to Kessel, you um, intentionally, unintentionally, accidentally, on purpose, uh, helped the First Order to uh, depose the Pikes and take control of the planet themselves. Yeah, right. remember we did the time warp? Right, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> so it seems like the First Order still controls uh, Kessel and Captain Airly Starwind is accompanying you uh, to Kessel to find out what they were doing with all of those Wookiee slaves. So uh, since the First Order does know your ship, are you taking that one or a different one? You do have the shipping vessel that uh, Captain Starwind did escape Odessan on. Yeah, maybe it would be better to take that one instead. I mean, we have it. It's right here. Might as well. Yeah. The element of surprise. Yeah, what's this one called? Does it have a name? The murder. Oh, no, I'm thinking about the fucking star. I'm thinking about Star Destroyers. I'm just like, the murderer. The murderer. <laughs> Do you imagine this random little freighter for our shipping company? It's just like, yeah, we'll get your package. Me and the murderer know what we're doing. <laughs> So I got assigned to a ship. Oh, which one did you do? Oh, the I'm murderer. on the murderer. I'm on the murderer. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, have fun being good, guys. Yep, you too. Our shipping company has never dealt with anything illegal ever. I have never done anything wrong in my entire life. I know that, and I love you. We're I know that you're on the murderer. We're helping Colony <laughs> Worlds uh, come back from from the war. Okay. 
So maybe the uh, name of the ship would be influenced by the type of ship, and the type of ship will be determined by... So, Gajit, as the chief mechanic, probably you would have been kidding out all these transports and deciding what they have available on them. Um, so why don't you... Let's get spicy. Going to throw a destiny point in there. Oh, Roll shit. a red and two purple uh, mechanics to determine what kind of ship this is. Oh, uh, uh, six success. Okay. Five threats. Okay. One dark side. Okay. And a triumph. Oh, oh. good. So, uh, the triumph means that this is one of the ships that has, uh, your cloaking devices installed on it. <laughs> you got six success. That is, uh, quite a hefty number of success, but you did get <laughs> a, a lot of threat as well. Yeah. So when does threat ever hurt anybody? I, I'm guessing it's going to hurt somebody right about now, folks. Well, brother. so this uh, this particular type of ship is a pretty uh, beat up G9 Rigger light freighter. It's not that great. It has this cloaking device on it. It has some guns, but. It is in a pretty hefty state of disrepair. Some of that may have been uh, caused by Starwind's escape from Odessin. Some of that may have been as a result of the, the existing transport stuff. Um, so be although you do have that cloaking device and you do have weapons, because you have those threats, uh, all of your roles with the ship will have a black imposed on them. Okay, okay. But it is not a ship that is associated with you guys personally. Well, it's a junker. You can still take the vulture if you want, uh, but that one is known to the First Order. Yeah, it should be fine. Let's take the junker. The G9 Rigger. Oh, already considered an antique at the outset of the Clone Wars. It has been a wet round for a while, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've had this baby since back in the Knights of the Old Republic days. It's a bit of a fixer-upper. It'll be fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So you're going to take this uh, clunker? Yeah, let's take the clunker. 100%. It's got character like we do. So you and uh, Captain Starwind can get onto this clunker. Now, uh, the Santa Glacier Colony is uh, kind of, it is sort of the halfway point between Hapes and Kessel. It is along that route. Um, so getting to the exterior of Kessel, the Akati's Maelstrom, isn't going to um, require a roll. You have you ended up there accidentally one time. <laughs> yeah, I guess we did. Yeah, you can travel to there, and as you uh, jump out of hyperspace, the ship rattles as it returns to real space. Even like when you're in hyperspace, it kind of sounds like you can hear it through the walls. Uh, <laughs> Not not that great, uh, but you get there. And God, how are the relativistic shields on this thing? <laughs> Relatively not existent. Let's just go invisible. They'll never the God. time the time thing will never see us. <laughs> time will never catch us if we're invisible. Is that how time works? It is now. Once you approach the uh, Akadi's Maelstrom, where Kessel is nestled deep within, Captain Starwind, she says, "All right." So if I had my captain's medallion, we'd be in good shape. But um, we didn't have exactly time to raid the lockup before we had to escape the planet. So I think it's destroyed. I you do think? have access codes, but they're, last time I updated my access codes, they were about a week old. So I can see if I can download stuff, but 
that would have been the most recent charts. So there's probably been significant drift since then. But we can work it out. I I am um, I know yeah. math. Because like, is this just to get to Kessel? Like, yeah, this the is Maelstrom? to navigate the Kessel Run. So the Akati's Maelstrom has some tunnels and gaps through it where there is a safe path when it was ruled by the Pikes, which you guys were familiar with. It did have a sort of buoy network where uh, ships could get constantly updating uh, charts for a safe path through the maelstrom, but since it has been taken over by the First Order, those are not available to the average citizen. I, I have a I... question. Um, um, does it change? Yeah, that's why uh, you need up-to-date drift charts. Okay. It's like a weather report, but for travel. I guess so it's like a weather it's... report. Yeah, cause, but I mean, the last time we left Kessel, we went just like through the maelstrom. Would we be able to like retrace our route? Not with this ship. That Yeah, that well, you might be able to, but that was like over a year ago. Uh, so there'd be like, there's Carbonbergs in there. There's giant monsters. There's like a lot of shit in there that makes the safe paths change. Okay, and since the first order has taken over, they don't just have the same thing where it's like you can you can buy the uh, the updated route. Then no, that's what her uh, Captain Starwind's command codes would allow her to download mm -hmm. the latest uh, safe charts that she has access to, which would have been. Uh, Basically, the charts that she would have been given when she departed originally for Kessel from Chalcedon, which was a few weeks ago. Could we do math to calculate <laughs> the drift? Yeah, that, you, you'll have to astrogate through. Her charts uh, will give you a starting point, so that will give you um, a blue onto your roll. The blacks for flying the ship wouldn't include astrogation, would it? Just piloting? They would also include astrogation. Wait, what? <laughs> so you'll get a blue and a black from Starwind's charts and the ship, but otherwise that is going to be a three purple, going to use a destiny point, upgrade that to a red and two purple with a black and a blue. Four success, one threat. So it is a pretty bumpy ride as you make these micro jumps through the maelstrom from uh, safe hole to safe hole, uh, just keeping yourselves alive. This ship is already uh, rattling around. And you can see that uh, Captain Starwind is looking a little green around the gills. Give her a bucket, just in case. Can we can we boost uh, the confidence of this person? Um, well, she says, uh, I'm gonna check out the, uh, oh, uh, the, the medical bay. Uh, I need to get some uh, stuff, is that okay? I can go with her to provide her with a uh, medical aid if she needs it. Yeah, so she's leading you down to the medical bay, and she says, "Yeah, I'm sorry. I hope you don't mind, but I noticed you had a uh, patient in the med bay of your ship, so I just moved him over. Is that okay?" <laughs> Wait, I don't know who if is it? Guys, were keeping an eye on him. Oh Who's in the med bay of our ship? Oh, this little Alina fellow. Uh, he was <gasps> being—he looked unconscious. He was being monitored by some equipment in your med bay. Um. Yeah, that's fine. It that's is what it is. Probably best that you brought him over. I guess I can check on him too while we're down here. So Zam, uh, following uh. her to the medical bay, you can see that uh, she did kind of, I guess she just carried him over. He is very small. Um, 
She didn't carry any of his equipment. He doesn't have his mechanical spider legs or his pole saber. Uh, but he is unconscious on the medical bay bed being monitored by equipment. He seems to be stable. Uh, and it does seem that there is kind of a constant supply of a sedative being pumped into him. Okay, but like he's he's healthy. He's okay. He's not like... No, he's got a, a nutrient line as well. He's, he's fine. He's just uh, unconscious. He's just sleeping. Okay. okay. As long as he doesn't wake up and hijack our ship, I guess. <laughs> uh, funny thoughts. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Okay. Can I uh, can I find the gravel for the for Aerolise here? Yeah. Give her yeah, an anti-nauseant. Give her an anti-nauseant, and she thanks you. And then you can feel a shudder uh, as you guys drop out of hyperspace again uh, beyond the walls of the Akadi's Maelstrom. And you can see the planet Kessel in front of you shrouded in the clouds of this maelstrom. And it seems that there is like uh, this sort of space storm going on. There is often storms within the maelstrom. And it seems that at least at this point, the storm has uh, made its way to the planet. There are these cracks of blue lightning and thunder in the mist just beyond the planet. And you can see illuminated... Uh, hidden slightly by the mist, the silhouettes of several uh, triangular starships. Right on. I mean, it's what we were expecting to find. Yeah, like, like these are like star destroyers, right? Not like planet destroyer things. You do recognize uh, one of these Zeistin-class star destroyers, the one that destroyed Odessin, uh, the kind that you saw at Exegol. There is one of them in there. Right on, right on. Just one of them, though? That you can see, yeah. <laughs> that we can see. And okay. as you exit uh, the maelstrom, illuminated by the flashes of blue thunder and lightning, uh, you can see a couple of ties heading towards you, hailing you. Uh, shit, Aerolis, do you still have a, um, you, you said you still have your codes, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I use to, to download the charts. Um, they're older codes, but they might still check out. Okay, you want to try taking this? Yeah, so she says, um, hello, this is Captain Airly Starwind. Um, I was on a mission in order to deliver, uh, to Kessel. Um, I'm sending through my codes now. And there's a beat and there's a reply from the TIE pilots on the end. And they say, uh, Captain Starwind, you were supposed to come to Kessel with a, uh, shipment and a dreadnought. That appears to be a G9 rigger. Also, uh, our systems uh, say that you were KIA. And she kind of looks around at you guys and she says, I, what do I do? <laughs> um, play dumb. Uh, say that um, your, your, your shipment was taken by uh, resistance remnants and you barely escaped with your life. You've uh, come to, to give information. You've stolen this ship. All right. That's mostly true. Um, Except like, you know, don't actually, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is, the, uh, Dreadnought, as you guys know, was, uh, taken over by some former resistance, uh, people, and, uh, they imprisoned me on their base, but I managed to escape. This was the, uh, the only ship that I was able to get a hold of, and I, uh, I've decided to come here to complete my mission, although I am missing the cargo, and let's see if they fall for it. (laughs) You'll give her a blue. She is kind of lying for success. Nice. Nice. And the ties say, 
All right, Captain Starwind, why don't you uh, head to the moon base for processing and we'll uh, see about uh, getting you reinstated and or punished as the situation requires. We will escort you. The moon base. The ties circle around behind you uh, and they fly alongside this G9 rigger uh, and they are kind of doing cursory scans of the ship. Man, why didn't we put on the stealth field generator? If you want to, if you want to put it on and try well, to uh, <laughs> to escape, it seems late for that. I, I mean, is there anything we can do to kind of like obscure our ship's information so they can't get as much out of a scan? Yeah, you can uh, roll computers against their computers. This will be uh, two purple and a black. I bet you I could uh, accidentally get success. one success, one advantage. The advantage is you can slap Anne's hands out of the way in time. I was about to say, I, I bet you I could accidentally get at least a success and maybe a bunch of threats. Is it worth trying? <laughs> uh, not right now, but soon. Soon. So, uh, Gadge, you can replicate some of the natural static that you're getting from the maelstrom that makes it hard to navigate and just kind of uh, replicate that a little bit in your ship's systems and sort of generate a similar sort of signal that makes it hard for them to get a bead on exactly who or what or what kind of things are on this ship. And after a moment, they seem to either give up or are satisfied with what they scan. And they lead you through the mists towards Kessel's moon. And as you approach, you can see that, yeah, there is a... Seems like there's a, a base on the moon. Or the moon is a base, because as you approach, uh, the there are some glowing lights on the surface of Kessel that uh, point to there being some kind of installation there. Though specifically, it is a large trench along the equator of the moon that seems to have a lot of docking bays and other uh, installations, I guess, installed. As well, in the northern hemisphere of the moon, there is a large indented metal dish that kind of blends in with the other craters on the moon. But the giant dish along with the equator of this uh, gray, rocky uh, spheroid does resemble something. God damn, are you guys so out of ideas that you've just made another <laughs> Death Star? Yes, but this one is the ultimate Death Star. I don't know. I, uh, I, I told, like I said, I've never been to Kessel. Nobody knows what they're building out here. It could just be a base. I hope it's just a base. Yeah, because I mean, it's like, okay, first you build one Death Star, gets blown up. You build a second Death Star because it was such a good idea the first time, gets blown up. Then you come back. Let's make a really big Death Star. It's like the old one, but fucking big. And now it's just like, eh, back to the classics, nether Death Star. They need new ideas is what I'm saying. Uh, I don't know if you mean that. I don't know if you mean you want the First Order to get some new ideas, because, <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm guessing this was what they needed the Wookiee slaves for, but, uh... Yeah, no, no, you, you know what, you're right, you're right. I'm just, it's bad, it shouldn't be happening. Just, she's just disappointed in the lack of creativity amongst our villains. I, I just at least, I respect a bit of creativity. If you're gonna be a piece of shit, at least be interesting about it. But you're saying you respected the First Order? <laughs> <laughs> you do not, in fact, have to hand it to the First Order. <laughs> I would like to apologize for some of my comments, mate. <laughs> yeah, Zam, you didn't build any Death Stars, did you? An uh... Imperial slave like yourself? <laughs> 
I don't know if I would have been old enough to. Well, I mean, are any of this? Uh, it doesn't really mean anything. Would you, would your mom have built any Death Stars? My mom might have participated. I don't know if I would have been. I I don't know if I would have been old enough to be useful for Death Star construction at the time of my I enslavement. Just send some little kids into the vents and whatnot. Because depending yeah. on how closely this thing matches the schematics of the Death Star, if you were perhaps used at one point to build a Death Star as an Imperial slave, that could potentially be a use of oh. your uh, your ability. That is true. May maybe I didn't help to build it, but maybe it's a... Uh... I, I was, um, I had to run sandwiches to people. <laughs> had to carry little trays of food around to all the workers. I had to crawl through the vents to get to the really dangerous areas. So, uh, do you want to use your inside person for, it probably would have been the second Death Star, I have to guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, let's do it. Okay, so Zam, uh, that'll cost a destiny point. Zam, as a child, uh, you and your mother were among the contractors, the slave contractors used during the construction of the second Death Star. Man, I know how to get sandwiches all over this thing. So you were in Return of the Jedi, I guess. I don't know how you escaped. I remember you now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. She she was in the shitter of the, sh of, the of another ship when... Uh, it blew up and she just sort of snuck away. Ugh, more women in Star Wars. <laughs> Maybe somebody felt bad about your father's untimely demise. That doesn't sound like fun. And uh, gave you a quote-unquote safe slavery position. <laughs> I sold you because oh, I love you. To protect you. To protect you. <laughs> the Empire, we bought you to protect you. But yeah, somehow we got... We weren't there. Maybe it was at a point in construction by uh, by the time it was blown up that our particular services were not needed anymore. So we were uh, sent back to whatever planet side camp we would normally be at. Yeah, but you do have familiarity with the layout of a Death Star. Good memories. Good times. And uh, Captain Starwin, she can kind of see you, like you're talking about all these Wookiee slaves and she can see you uh, maybe looking in a particular way. And she says, so, uh... So once we get in there, what's the plan? Uh, she's just kind of trying to change the subject. She sees it may be a touchy issue for you. Uh, once we're once we're in there, because they know that you're coming. This is what three Tie Fighters? Yeah, uh, Tie Fighters are single person each, right? Uh, well, if you look at the red stripes, these are special forces Tie Fighters, so they've got a pilot and a gunner each. Pilot and a gunner each. That's six guys. If we um are able to uh, incapacitate these fellas before they take us to um wherever we need to be taken to, or if you can lure them up onto the ship, we can just knock them out before we go. Because they, they know that you're here, but they don't know that we're here. Well, he mentioned punishment. So standard first order procedure for um, rehabilitation is not that the... The pilots, I don't think they'll be joining us, but there may be a platoon of stormtroopers waiting for us. Would I know? Because if we, like, did put on our stealth shields to lose the TIE fighters that were escorting us, would we maybe be able to go to, like, a uh, an access port instead that's, like, not in a hangar bay? Potentially, yeah. It seems like most of the surface construction on this moon base is the equatorial trench and the dish. So there may not be like uh, a ton of like access hatches on the surface itself. Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? Or I guess we go to like a different hangar bay along the uh, 
the equatorial thing because it's just like all hangar bays around that thing, right? Yeah, it, it's the primary access point for this moon base. What do y'all think? I feel like not parking in a bay would be sus, as the kids say. Is, is this place uh, good for visitor parking? <laughs> does, On the Death a... Star? <laughs> That's what I'm asking, because <laughs> this ship doesn't what seem like... What if I like... want to tour the facilities? There are a lot of different hangar bays. Um, Zam, why don't you roll me a, probably a knowledge warfare, maybe? Yeah, probably warfare for stuff relating to the Empire. Knowledge warfare, okay, what would that be? Um, so, it would probably be a three purple knowledge warfare, but you can add those two advantages because of your uh, memories. Okay. Ah! After the two advantages, I have one success. Yay! Zam, uh, you can remember that there were particular... So the arrangement of docking bays, there are like kind of these wider ones where more important things are brought in. There are also these kind of more square cube shaped where it's like individual ships and shipments come in. And from what you remember, um, a lot of the work that your mom did and sometimes you did was uh, related to those smaller cube box-shaped hangar bays where it would just be for, like, receiving supplies and things. And those were usually less heavily guarded. Okay. So maybe if we, like, put on our stealth fields to um, lose these TIE fighters and then went to one of those hangar bays instead, instead of you know, letting them lead us into uh, wherever they're wanting us to go. Sure. Okay. What do you think, Gadget? Can we do it? I'll certainly try. <laughs> Confidence is brewing with our team. It's definitely a success-failure ratio. <laughs> so to know uh, when to slip away uh, is going to be a skullduggery. Oh, can somebody just tell oh. me when to slip away? <laughs> yeah, can I support with that? My skullduggery's decent. Yeah, the, this ship uh, does it have like co-pilot seating if somebody else wants to uh, time the actual activation of the cloaking device. Yeah. What? So whoever whoever wants to do this, only one person will need to. Um, it'll be against their perception. So it'll be against three purple. But because it may take a while for the generator to spool up, this is an old ship that is going to add that black. I can take away a block on my skullduggery. Um, do I have anything that helps my... No, it's okay. Uh, three success, three threat. So uh, as this, uh, these ties are leading you towards the moon base, you can pass through a cloud of mist uh, that obscures the vision from you to them and flip on the cloaking device. However, because you are flying through a cloud of mist and still displacing it, uh, those threats are going to give them uh, a couple of blue onto their perception roll to see you. Everybody stand very still. <laughs> yeah, the ship's so fucked up that it becomes invisible, but you're still visible. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here. How did they do that? Are they just floating in space? Are they superheroes? The cloaking device, uh, they will have to do a four purple perception, but they'll get some blue. Uh, one advantage. Um, so you can slip away from them, but as soon as you guys exit, as soon as they exit this cloud of mist, uh, they immediately start, like, doing a search pattern. They start, like, running a search pattern, and it becomes clear that, like, you lost them, but they know you're gone and they're looking for you. Uh-oh. 
Can we, like, send a distraction of some type, like a flare? A, or uh, Send uh, up a flare from your invisible <laughs> ship? Yeah. <laughs> you could. <laughs> Maybe not a flare, but, like, um, you know, like a decoy thing. Because they can't, they can't see you. Like uh, you are, you are cloaked. But the problem is, there are people looking for you. So it's not like you can set the ship down in the hangar and just forget about it. Yeah. Well, what if we leave it in stealth when it's in the hangar? We Somebody the stubs stealth. their toe on it. <laughs> yeah, just leave it running. You know, you turn off the car, but you leave the radio on. That sort of thing. <laughs> Does the stealth fuel generator run on battery? I mean, it runs on the same power source as the rest of your ship. Also, this ship is old. It's just going to, like, be spewing fumes. Yeah. Like, this ship might not be a good idea to leave running. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's an oil change. Can we go to a bay that's, like, on the far side away from where they're searching for us? Uh, yeah. So, that will be... They are searching for you. Um, that'll be a piloting to, to just beat a path there. So, just in case they do spot you, I'm gonna use a, uh... Destiny point here, and that is going to be against uh, a red and a purple. So not too hard, but uh, should you be spotted, the consequences will be dire. Three success, two triumph, two threat. Ooh, so um, the ship, as you're kind of pulling it around this planet, like, it is continuing to shudder and spew, and because of those threat, it seems like the shield generator is drawing quite a lot of power, so you may not want to leave it on when you're in there. Otherwise, you may not have enough juice to actually turn the ship back on. But other than that, you can find uh, on the dark side of the moon and unmonitored uh, because you got those two threat. Nobody seems to be there. A completely unmonitored, half constructed. Uh, it seems like it's still have life support and things, but like some of the uh, one of the walls is still covered in moon rock. It seems like they haven't put paneling up anywhere. Uh, but it does seem to be a completely abandoned hangar bay. Good. Let's set her down. Let's go for it. So you can set her down in the uh, dim uh, work lighting of this hangar bay. It may also help to disguise your ship from anybody who is doing a not that thorough search. Is there grass we could just throw on top of it? Should I grab the lawnmower? <laughs> a net. No one will suspect it. Uh, what is this green grass doing in this sterile white room? Looking natural, that's what. In other hangar bays, you did notice that, uh, the First Order is apparently using mining guild vessels as, uh, transports and things, so your type of ship might not even stick out even if it is discovered. Okay. If you have any yellow paint, uh, that would help, but... Do we have any yellow paint? I don't think you would have yellow paint unless, well... A destiny point might allow you to have been carrying yellow paint in this. Like, that may have been the last job it did before the evacuation. Is my urine strong enough, uh, acidic enough to leave a mark? I don't know. How much water do you drink in a day? (laughs) Not enough? I could drink more. Yeah, you're pretty vascular. (laughs) You're pretty dehydrated (laughs) all the time. Yeah. What about that little Alina? Is Alina blood yellow? No, not actually. I'm kidding. Of course. Of course I'm kidding. Unless you want to wake him up and ask him to guard the ship. Yeah. No, I don't want to wake him up. He needs to be with a Jedi before anyone awakens him. I mean, do we want to flip a destiny point or is it probably fine? (sighs) That was the worst that can happen. How many destinies we got? It's probably. Uh, 
You have seven. Yeah, yeah you've been. Oh yeah, sure. Let's get. May as well use one. Sure, slap we'll some yellow paint on back. it. Probably get be ending up getting it back anyway. So. So one of the uh, previous shipments was uh, some pigments and paints, and uh, if you guys want to do a coordination. You are disguising it, so maybe a skullduggery to uh, paint your ship in mining guild colors. Would we would we all have to roll to help? Um, if one of you wants to lead it, uh, and then I guess it could be a leadership if you want to lead it. Um, ah. But the I, the difficulty would be uh, based on the skill of uh, everybody else. I could do a leadership. My coordination okay. is not very good, so I don't know if me painting is a good idea. Yeah, I think everybody but you has pretty good agility. Um, yeah. <laughs> so this is going to be a two purple leadership, but because you do need to do this quickly, because you are on some type of Death Star, uh, that will add two blacks. Well, I can remove one of them. Oh, there yeah. Ooh, four success and three dark side. Do I want to add some advantage <laughs> with the dark side? Would that literally just end up me being like mind controlling you guys to work faster? Yes. Um, not uh, necessarily. No, we'll I mean, it might instill them with like an adrenaline rush that's like a frenzy of activity. Yeah. Yeah, let's get three advantage. Let's flip them all. All right. Work faster. So, <laughs> so uh, Zam instilling them uh, with a portion of power. They can all work faster. You can impress upon them the urgency of uh, getting this done quickly. And they can roll on the requisite stripes, uh, the requisite yellow stripes of quick dry paint onto the exterior of the ship, painting it up in mining guild colors. And because you got all those advantages now, they even have enough time to uh, slap a decal on there of the mining guild logo. Nice. We just happen to have those too. It's got somebody putting up the devil horn saying, fuck you fascists, rage against the machine. The mining guild is, uh, they are, they are big rage against the machine fans. Oh yeah, 100%. So once you've painted the ship, uh, you are in this hangar bay, half completed, dimly lit, uh, that leads further, potentially further into this Death Star. Remember, we have to find our way back here. We can't just, like, His summon our ship. <laughs> yeah, tread lightly. Not being suspicious. Where, where that scene in Don't Parks be and suspicious. Don't be, Don't be, be suspicious. suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Um, are, are there any, like, um access hatches where um little slaves would be able to um scurry to and fro to uh bring things to people without upsetting the imperial leadership with their presence uh potentially you might know this um so this would probably be a knowledge warfare for the knowledge of the death star or potentially knowledge mechanics or just regular mechanics i guess because hmm. i would add two advantage but gadgie your mechanics is also going to be better than either my knowledge warfare or mechanics okay uh it's the two advantage accounts for you and your allies oh okay yeah gadgie go for it what's the rule so uh this is um a moon base, not a total Death Star. It's not exactly the one that you were in. Um, so that is going to add two blacks. But uh, otherwise, that is just going to be against uh, two purple. One success, one advantage, two light side. I'll get more advantage. Is that with the extra two advantage? Oh, so like five advantage. <laughs> yeah. So Zam, uh, you're pretty familiar. And uh, Gajit, as somebody who's crawled through your fair share of uh, downed Imperial vessels, 
you can find a maintenance uh, access room. So leaving the hangar, um, you can see you are in this kind of dimly lit corridor that sort of comes to an end, this just sort of rocky uh, wall tunnel that is not finished being built. There is a little drill there that is sitting in the corner, currently untended. And one of the rooms near the hangar that has been finished Zam and Gajit, you can identify as a sort of general maintenance crew room where there are access hatches that can go elsewhere in the station. Normally, they are pretty small. Gajit, you could fit through them. They are primarily designed for mouse droids to carry information to and fro throughout ships like this. As well, uh, there are a number of maintenance uniforms that are hung up in lockers in this hatch. It seems like there are people who use this hatch, just not right now. Ooh, so we can all dress up. Rad. <laughs> I definitely look like I work here. I, pl- I want to be a Smashball char- uh, character. They are, like a lot of the other stuff, Mining Guild surplus jumpsuits. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You already are a Smashball character. Now you're a Smashball character who's also a mechanic or maintenance guy. <laughs> you should just put me in the garbage bin and push me <laughs> <laughs> I got it working. <laughs> Should we all go put on little uniforms, little jumpsuits? Yeah, be adorable. You can go and uh, put on these uh, jumpsuits because these are uh, mining guild surplus. They are from Castle. So they do have... Um, so people on Castle, there are obviously like uh, slaves, but a lot of the... Due to the nature of the work, having a lot of toxins and dust being kicked up, Um, A lot of the workers on Kessel do wear these face-covering masks and helmets. They have, they're kind of these uh, mustard yellow, these faded mustard yellow coveralls with a uh, sort of a round dome helmet, a white cloth mask with with some uh, little hookups for breathing hoses and tubes, and a red opaque visor. So anybody who does not want to be seen as a uh, non-human would be able to wear one of these. People will never tell the difference. (laughs) (laughs) You're just a little slave child. I'm just a little guy. They probably have those around. I'll I'll take a a little mask, a little breathing mask. Alternately. (laughs) Alternately, Ant can just have a hunchback. (laughs) (laughs) He's just a really big guy. I feel like that's happened before, too. Well, usually sit under your claws. Yes. All of the Gajit-sized aliens are played by human beings in the movies. True. You're just a little guy. I'm just a little guy. Just a little guy. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to wear a little mask. No, you're going to wear a normal-sized mask. I'm going to wear a little mask. (laughs) Andrew, you're going to wear a big mask. I'm already already super famous, so I may as well wear a mask. Let's all uh, wear a mask. Yes, yeah. like with buddy, none of gonna... us being human. Yeah, he we'll could pass as human if he really wants to. I guess. Yeah, but that that takes effort. That's true. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> we don't have enough strain for that. Captain Starwind as well is going to mask up now that you've uh, decided to uh, blow off her re-education. Um, presumably, <laughs> she does not want to be caught now. Hey, That's they said fair. they said. Uh, only the chance of punishment. There was another option. Yeah, maybe if she had really good information. So, uh, Starwind, on this base, would this be where they would be developing any of the uh, 
new weapons and tech that they're sending out. Um, if we're lucky, I don't know if you would call that lucky, but, um, probably. Um, would, would they have had, like, research labs on the old Death Star that they might be doing that sort of shit in if we want to go and, like, spy? Yeah, potentially. They might have. There should be, like, a map somewhere I could look at. Would they have anything like that? I guess they would probably have that in this maintenance corridor before they were sending people into the vents to go creep about. Or in this maintenance room, I guess. So looking around the maintenance room, you can see that they do have, like, blueprints of the immediate area. Mm. So basically just uh, stuff that they're using for the construction. Would I (laughs) be able to roll to see if I remember where these sort of labs were on the old Death Star? Um, yeah, you as a child slave probably would not have been permitted into any high security uh, science R&D labs. Uh, so that is going to be a pretty, it's, it's going to be hard to remember. And because this is uh, slightly different from the Death Star that you were on, that is going to add a black. So it's going to be a three purple and a black knowledge warfare. Okay. What do we have for Destiny? You have six. I'll flip one. Get a yellow. E. Um, well, with my advantages, I got one failure, one threat. <laughs> wow. Eeps. No good. So extrapolating from the blueprints, um, you think you could probably uh, navigate to where one of these things are. You think you remember where they are. I am pretty sure I know where to go. I think so. Let's Ooh, just go. Where I shall trust we go? you. And why wouldn't you? I would never lead us astray. <laughs> you Let's are go. the leader. <laughs> I hope. It's off to die we go. What? What? No. What? You don't know that. You don't know. As long as there's no disruptor rifles, we'll be okay. Yeah. Would you want to go through the halls or through the vents? The vents are going to be pretty tight, especially for someone as big as Ant. But he's so agile, he could just slither through. We got these disguises, so we might as well walk around. I guess it's true. Our faces are all covered up. Sure, we'll just try going through the halls. Okay, so uh, you can leave this maintenance uh, access room and start walking following Zam uh, towards where she believes there may be some type of uh, secret science shit happening. And as you leave uh, this area of the station to start walking through the halls, this this is a pretty big moon base, and it takes a while, but eventually you do start seeing signs of other people, uh, stormtroopers in dirty, banged-up armor, uh, milling about some officers in uniforms that are not as crisp and pressed as others, uh, as well as some maintenance techs who, um, for the most part, are not wearing their helmets and masks, uh, though you can see that some of them are uh, being led around in chains, mostly the non-humans. Good thing we're all human. (laughs) Human club. And as you proceed through the moon base, the walls start to get less and less rocky and more and more covered with panels. The lights get brighter, and it it seems that there is more operation as you get to the more completed areas of the station. And at a certain point, you do come across this sort of uh, checkpoint where there is a First Order officer who is sitting behind a desk, and there is a sort of metal detector or scanner that is uh, you will have to step through. And he says, oh, um, excuse me, maintenance text, can I have your uh, identification? Uh, would there have been anything attached to these uniforms? 
Uh, you want to use a destiny point? Sure. Yeah. We have a bunch. Yeah. On your maintenance coveralls, they do have the ID badges of the maintenance techs. And uh, he can take them uh, and he scans them and he says, all right, just uh, head through the scanner and you'll be on your way. Can we tell what kind of scanner it is? <laughs> uh, you can see that it is a biometric scanner. Uh, he, on his little screen, there is a readout of uh, each of your IDs. Each of them belongs to a grizzled human spacer. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wonder if we can make that thing sabot like break down. Could I just punch this guy in the face? Can I use my skills? (laughs) Your powers? My powers. Potentially, but he is looking right at his computer. Uh, There are, you can see, milling about some other First Order guys uh, beyond this checkpoint. So, Ant, if you do want to assault him, it may draw some attention. But Gadget can use her mechanical force powers from a distance. Yeah, that might she be a can. chance I'm willing to take. But no, no, no. no. Got like you two got, range bands go, on it now. You guys go first, and then if all else fails, I start whacking. Whacking off. <laughs> could, could you just get it so it's like, it just kind of glitches out, and instead of actually scanning us, just like any motion through, it's like, yep, that's the person. Ding. Can I? That would be pr- that would be a pretty difficult trick to pull off, so you can attempt it. Yeah, I'll attempt it. Is it a mechanics? So if you're trying to make it glitch, that would probably be a computer's. But if you're trying to do something to it mechanically, that would be mechanics, like to the actual hardware of it. Mm-hmm. So if you want to try mechanics, um, that will be going to use a destiny point because again, you could be uh, you could be found out here. And he is looking at his readouts and things. So that is going to add a black to a red and two purple mechanics. Three success, one advantage, two light side. I'll get more advantage. So as as you step through, Gajit, you can concentrate on the inner workings of this scanner. And as... As they step through, uh, you can just massage the connections. Uh, whatever, whatever mechanical connection, whatever electrical current runs through these things, uh, you can trigger, just giving it a little jolt of energy so that when each of your friends and you step through, there is a little green light that lights up as you do. Good. We're good. We're fine. And the checkpoint guy, he gives you back your ID cards. And he says, all right, everything looks clear. Uh, So it looks like your next task is, uh," and he starts looking up on his computers. And he says, "Uh, yes, it looks like you are to report to Hangar 76. Sounds Um, good. (laughs) What what for? We're like grizzled human men, right? (laughs) (laughs) What for? It appears that the uh, magnetic shielding on the bay is uh, on the fritz. Yeah, we can handle that. (laughs) You look unsure. Do you need a map? Yes. (laughs) Such base. Smooth. (laughs) Oh my god, Gajit, I didn't know you could talk that loud. (laughs) Gajit's voice just drops through the floor. (laughs) Hello. And uh, he kind of sighs and he says, all right. You know, it would help if you uh, actually memorized the areas you were working in. You people are supposed to be building this place, aren't you? We're I, new. I have short-term memory loss. <laughs> Do you want him to believe that? <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a yellow and a green deception. <laughs> 
If I if, <laughs> if I rolled for short term memory loss, that wouldn't be a <laughs> would deception be a lie. there. Uh, what what would that be? That would be uh, well. Gajit said that she Gajit is the one who said that she <laughs> short term memory okay, loss. That's so. fair. Got hit in the head with too many pipes. I know what that's like. You gotta wear your helmet. Anyways, I'll be going now. <laughs> this be a deception against a red and a purple. <laughs> it's a wash. And uh, he says, look, if you've forgotten where to go, that's okay. This place can be kind of a maze. And, you know, we've all heard the stories, but I assure you it's not true. What, what isn't true? About the star weirds. I haven't seen any. And uh, I have assurances from the colonel that uh, they are not here. <laughs> star star weirds here? That's ridiculous. No, thank, thank you for the map, buddy. We'll, uh, we'll head right over there. So you can uh, head right over there. So he does give you a map, and the section of the map that he gives you, it uh, has a blinking light that leads you to Hangar 76. Uh, you can also see there are other areas like mess halls and crew quarters and various things. There are also some areas that are outlined on the map, but are uh, restricted. They do not have any information about what they are. And Zam, uh, they are in completely the other direction from where you thought the science labs might be. Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> I might have gotten a little bit turned around, um, I was thinking, like, these were the science labs. These might have been, like, uh, the, uh... Um, that is the laundromat. You were going to take uh, them to the laundromat. This was, uh, oh, I think I was thinking of the kitchen, you know, like, experiments of flavor. You know, like, the laundry <laughs> room, we had to, like, we were, like, mixing weird shit together all the time just to get things clean. That's probably, that. that's my B, guys. I'll take the L. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wrong way. Uh, <laughs> we got the map now, though. And star right. weirds. Star weirds. We've dealt with star weirds before. Us that personally? one time. Yeah. And if it helps, because fear checks are discipline, right? Yes, discipline are cool. And part of my command ability is that if I make you a leadership check, affected targets add a blue to discipline checks for the next 24 hours. And I did do a leadership earlier. So like, if we have to roll a fear. I have two ranks in discipline now. I got eh? two yellows. I'm not afraid anymore. We're not, not afraid, afraid no ghost. anymore. Yeah, we'll be fine. Let's uh, head in the right direction, shall we? We shall. So as you head towards the unmarked, unlabeled areas of the station, you can see that the uh, maintenance workers become fewer and fewer, and there are more uh, officers, gray and black coated officers, as well as uh, white uniformed coated lab personnel, uh, as well as stormtroopers. Uh, you can see as you march through the hallways, there are some stormtroopers standing guard up ahead. Uh, these ones are uh, blue pauldroned, and they are carrying a type of blaster rifle that uh, isn't the same. It's uncommon. You haven't seen this before. You're not sure if it's a new model or what, but uh, it's not a type of blaster that you've seen before. It does have this sort of uh, glowing blue uh, fuel line that is running into it from the power cell. Is this a disruptor rifle? You don't know. <laughs> uh... Can, can I, can I like, uh, 
Could know. Knock somebody out and take a gun so we could take a look at it. Um, you can try. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Is there is there anybody that's alone? Uh, there isn't anybody that's alone, so you are probably going to attract some attention if you do this. Uh, is there, like, two people who are, like, walking side by side that I can coconut head with? Uh, there are a couple of stormtroopers, yes, that are doing a patrol. Uh, they are kind of behind. There's some, it looks like, scientists that are walking through the halls as well. But they are, um, not completely out of earshot, but they are, like, uh, 10, 20 meters ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bide my time for now. Okay. For yes. now. It's probably good. Resist your aggression. <laughs> One of these uh, stormtroopers, though, if if you guys aren't going to knock them out, they do start to notice you. Uh, walk like we belong. Walk, walk like we belong. Don't acknowledge. Walk like we belong. We belong Starts here. Following we you. belong. No one can tell us we're wrong. And one of them says, uh, excuse me, maintenance tech, are you in the right area? Uh, yeah, we were sent down to do a cleanup on, in one of the labs, I think. Uh, yeah, can I see your, uh, schedule manifest? <laughs> is, is it just the two stormtroopers? Yeah. Are there any others around? Anyone else who can see or hear this? <laughs> yeah, there's some people milling about. What were you thinking? Um, no, I was, I was thinking knocking them out, but if there are people around, I guess I could give them nightmares. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if I knocked him out, it would be me knocking him out, and I have a pretty good role. Yeah, but there's people around. Um, yeah. Yeah, can but we perceive I have a, a like, little side corridor, just like in place? So you can see <laughs> that uh, the area that you are in right now is you're kind of, so you're in like the halls of this sort of Death Star area. Uh, and you're kind of just about to enter onto a walkway that has some turbo lifts uh, on one side. On the other side of uh, the walkway is one of a an imperial installation's infamous bottomless pits. Uh, and there, although there are some people that are kind of ahead of the on the walkway ahead of you, they are waiting for their turbo lifts, so they may depart eventually. Though others may also get off. Hmm. Because we could either, like, maybe try to wait for, like, the sweet spot when everyone gets on their turbo lifts and then just, like, and can shove them over. Or I can try to give them nightmares and see if they just, like, flail themselves off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can only do one, so it would probably be, like, one of them starting to freak out and the other having to tend to him. And then you just push them? Yeah, or it's just, like, they're like, ah, oh, like, I have to deal with this. You just go, go, go. <laughs> Oh, gosh, officer, I don't know what's going on with your buddy here. Your undoing was an act of kindness. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what if, what if I try to give one of them nightmares, and if it doesn't work, then Anne can just shove them off. And it, if it does work, but they're not leaving us alone, then Anne can just shove them off. Do it. Do it. Do it. I'm saying Do that it. as me, not as my character. <laughs> <laughs> Two light side, one dark side. That's enough for... To make one of them do an average fear check. I can't upgrade it, unfortunately. Okay. So a two purple fear check. Two success, three threats, and a triumph. Oh. Mm. Uh-oh. Uh. <laughs> so he stumbles a little bit. With that triumph, he's going to uh, counteract uh, the threat that he got. Those threat would have... Uh, negatively affected him temporarily, but with that triumph, he's going to ignore those. So he stumbles for a little bit, and he grips his blaster for a second. And he says, sorry, uh, where were you headed? 
Um, we we just have to get to the turbo lift. Sorry, are you feeling okay, sir? Yeah, yeah. Can I see your uh, your manifest? Manifest this. <laughs> yeah, any sign of those people moving on to their turbo lifts? Should, should be a uh, map given to you of your uh, work sector by one of the checkpoint officers. Ah, uh, we know where we're. Uh, I mean, we know where we're going, so we didn't need a map. <laughs> um. All right. I'll still need to see your manifest though to confirm. Uh, I could call it into your supervisor. No, that's okay. Let me just find it in my pockets. Give me one second. I'm just gonna try to rifle around and keep an eye on the <laughs> the people who are at the end of the the walkway. Okay. So this will be a perception then. This guy is, like, watching you, waiting to see what you're doing. So if you are stalling for time, that is going to be kind of suspicious. So that's going to be a perception uh, against two purple and a black. Uh, to advantage? Yeah. Well. So you can't see, you can't keep an eye on any of these turbo lift people. But um, he does say, all right, let's go see your supervisor. And he starts leading you out onto the walkway and presses the button to call a turbo lift. We're just going to give him a little shove. D- does he have a special key card? Does he have a special death wish? He does have a code cylinder that he pulls off of his belt to activate uh, the turbo lift. Hey. Uh, but presumably you guys uh, will be alone in the turbo lift with these troops. Okay. Ba- based on the map that we got, would we know if we would want to be going up this turbo lift? Uh, based on the map that you're going, it seems that this, uh, section that you're in, uh, the floors above and below you are also restricted areas. Ah. Okay, so we can wait till we're in the turbo lifts and then, like, maybe knock these guys out and take their uniforms. Two of us can be stormtroopers. Upgrade your costumes. <laughs> Everyone do a fast change. It turns out that's the way you get promoted on the station. You just beat somebody up and steal their costumes. <laughs> I mean, they are evil. That's how I became an admiral. What if I have big honking muscles and I can't fit into these <laughs> weird things? Well, me and Sug can fit into them. Your muscles can breathe freely. <sighs> so do you want to get onto the the, uh, the lift with them? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, so uh, after a moment, the door opens and uh, all of you can step into the lift. The four of you, plus Captain Starwind, plus two stormtroopers with blue pauldrons and strange guns. And a mouse droid uh, scurries in at the last second before the doors close. Uh, We're not supposed to witness this droid. Get the fuck out of here. Someone cover its little eye so it won't be traumatized or snitch on us. Especially snitch. You know what they say, snitches tell on other people. Thank you. Would they notice if I touched the droid? Touch the droid. I mean, I've got the right tools for the job at all times. He he touched the droid. I like to imagine this for no reason. You just see a mouse droid and you're like, wow. I want it. I want to give you a little pet. Wow. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, wow. Look how cute it is. What a droid. What do you want to do with this mouse droid? Just, like, disable it for a minute. Just, like, make it go sleep-sleep. Have a little okay. nap. We need to make it go Betty Pie. Betty Pie's Just put it, on, put it on standby mode. It's gonna wake up out of its slumber surrounded by nude stormtroopers. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be probably about average uh, to purple mechanics, but you are in there with some stormtroopers who are kind of suspicious of you, so that'll add a black. Two failures, one dark side, six advantage. I guess, oh, can I get up? Success? You only have uh, one dark side, Oh, no, right? there's you know two failures, one. though. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Well. So you can interface with this. You can't disable it. You did get six advantages. Um, 
with those six advantages, what you can tell when you're kind of touching this mouse droid is that it is uh, whatever mouse droid programming it has is currently being overridden and it is being operated remotely. And you can kind of sense where it's being operated from. It is an area that is a couple of floors above you in this restricted area. Damn, girl, you got that sixth sense for robots. It's my specialty. Speciality. But that's a problem because it means it is specifically being controlled, which means it probably, like, if we did kill these guys in front of it. Can I just stand in front of it just to try and obscure the... Hey, uh... wait, where did everybody go? <laughs> I'll just oh. nudge you and look at the droid and be like, What if you, like, sat on it? Just sat on it. Sit on it. Obscure its little sensors. It's like a little stool. Does that work? I don't know if that's how droids work. I mean, they'll probably still hear stuff, but I guess, uh... They haven't seen our faces. But they will know that somebody's... We just gotta drag the dead bodies off the, uh... They're not dead, are they? Well, they don't have to Are we stunning them, or are we killing them? Um, well... I assume Ant's just gonna bash their heads together like coconuts. Okay, Coconut. I'll, take, I'll, I'll just go out in front of the mouse Which could kill somebody, you never know. Yeah, and then we're gonna exit, and then we can throw their naked bodies off the little walkway. Or not. I mean, I'm okay with the coconut idea. How many are there? Uh, there are two of them in there with you. Yeah, just stand in front of the robot, I'll take care of the rest. I'm popping a squat. Yeah. <laughs> Use it like a little stool. Yeah. They don't have too many antennas sticking up, do they? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, if you want to try and take these guys out, um, why don't you roll me a cool for initiative? I can. Well, play it cool. Let's see. After all that we've been through, I know we cool. Success and advantage. Uh, Okay. So uh, one of them got uh, three success, one advantage. One of them got two success, two advantage. Uh Uh-oh. So, and as you lunge at them, uh, they do swivel around and point their guns at you. This is a very confined space. One of them has the barrel of his gun right up against your chest. Uh, the other one is like pointing his gun at uh, the other people in the elevator. And he says, look, buddy, you don't want to do that. Uh, can I try? Because I can only try to give nightmares to one of them. Can I try to give nightmares to the one I didn't try it on? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the one that you didn't, that you did try it on, he didn't use his triumph to uh, be unable to be afraid, so. That's true. Let's try so it once do you more. Want, do you want the one that's uh, targeting Ant or the one that's targeting the rest of you? Maybe the one that's specifically tra- targeting Ant. Because, like, the one who's targeting the rest of us, I feel like that's um not going to be as focused, I guess. Okay. Ooh, two dark sides. So I can use one to do the ability and one to upgrade the, to increase the difficulty of the fear check. So it's a three purple fear Good. check. Okay. You got this. We'll find out. We'll see. A threat. Yes. Yay. Be afraid. So the, the one uh, who has got his gun uh, pressed up against Ant's broad chest. So he starts, it starts like shaking. And he says, what? no, it's too, it's too weird. It's too weird. It's just too weird. And the other guy's like, buddy, buddy, what's going on? And he kind of, he drops his gun and he takes his helmet off. And you can see this, like, uh, this ruddy human, like it's hot in there. He's got this flushed red face. And he's like, it's, it's, it's too weird. It's, it's too weird. It's too weird. It's too weird. It's too weird. Like he's what, doing that, weird? like, Star Trek thing where he's like, <laughs> 
and his friend is like taking him off to the corner of the turbo lift, this round turbo lift, if there is such a thing, a corner in here, but he like away from you guys, like just breathe, just breathe, buddy. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. They can't get you. They can't get you. They're not here. They're not real. The star weirds can't get you. Oh. Can I kind of like jerk my head towards them looking at Ant like he's distracted? (laughs) Get him. In that case, yeah, uh, I will uh, clunk the heads together. Okay, one of them isn't wearing a helmet, so that's that's probably good. So uh, there are two of them, so that will be a uh, three purple. They do have a rank of adversary. They do each have a rank of adversary, so that will upgrade it twice to two reds and a purple. Uh, success, advantage, five light side. Ooh. So I guess I will do one more advantage and then the rest is uh, success. Yeah, you can clock them together. Uh, and they do, especially the guy without a helmet, the force of a helmet cracking into his skull does make him drop unconscious and the other one does as well. Eat shit. Cool. So uh, who wants to be stormtroopers? I can be a trooper. I kind of wanted to, but that's okay. Will you fit? I won't fit. I'm too I'm too big and brusky to fit. Right. Um. Okay. Breaking <laughs> like, about how breaking about how big you are among friends. Always a weird vibe. <laughs> I don't mean anything by it. I just am. I'm not bragging or anything. It's just a fact. Just gargantuan. I'm. I'm, I'm just sad real by big. the fact that I'm too big. Listen, it's it's okay. Like big people have bad times too. Sometimes you know we keep we keep getting asked to like grab the thing off the top of the cupboard, and sometimes we we get made fun of because because we can't uh, quite jump over the fence as nimbly as other people. Well, I can, but not <laughs> other but, uh, not other big people. You don't need to you jump over. You can just step over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, really, it's kind of a curse when you're too big to fit. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Listen, big people have it bad, too. That's all I'm saying. Big people are people, too. So uh, who who, who wants to be a stormtrooper? So it's going to be either me, Erelise, or Sug, and one of us will have to stay in our real uniforms. You'll probably be the one doing the talking then. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to... You know what? The joke's been made. The joke was made in the first fucking movie. What, you don't want to be too short to be a stormtrooper? Because <laughs> uh, maybe me and Aerolise, because Aerolise is going to know the Imperial talk, and if we do have to take off our, uh, or if our maintenance people have to take off our helmets, their helmets, then Sug can at least be t- pretend to be a human. Yeah. Yeah, you know what you know what the guy you're pretending to be looks like, because you're able to spy it on the screen, so... What do you say, Erelise, you want to dress in a little disguise? You ever been a stormtrooper? Uh, briefly. You want to go back? Not particularly, but yeah, yeah, I guess I could, uh, sure. I mean, if it helps, I'll take the guy who's where the inside of his helmet's probably all full of blood from Ant bashing his head into the other ones. Oh, good. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great image. Um. <laughs> Consolation Man, thanks prize. For this, the- thanks for this charity. It's just brain juice. <laughs> Listen, I know not everyone wants to take the bloody helmet, and I'm willing to do that for you, Erelise. Uh, I appreciate it. We Starts licking inside with your Sith ways, <laughs> just like, life force, nah, 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 nah. No, I'll just breathe deep the irony smell, and it feels like being home. <laughs> I mean, I'll probably just wipe it out with my, <laughs> with, with the remains of this uh, uniform anyways. 
I didn't hit that hard. Like, he's not, well, he died when he went over the railing, but I didn't kill him at, oh boy, I don't know which one's worse. We've not even sent them over the railing yet. You're just like, well, we're gonna kill them. We could, we could just leave them here to be found. But it's nothing personal. Nothing personal, kid. Can we get dressed? You can get dressed, uh, zipping out of your maintenance coveralls and slipping into, uh, stormtrooper gear, uh, you can, I guess, strip them down, uh, revealing that they now have matching Wesley Willis-style big bruises on their on their foreheads. <laughs> Twinsies. And uh, you can get dressed in their armor and, I suppose, pick up their guns. Yeah. Are they disrup- disruptor rifles? Uh, they're not labeled as such. Okay. Could I give it a cursory glance to see if they are? Uh, yeah, that'd probably be a knowledge warfare. So it'd probably be a uh, four purple knowledge warfare. Ooh. Well, we'll see how it goes. Uh, two failure, but one advantage. Two failures. You can't identify what they are with that advantage, though. You can see that they don't look like any disruptors that you have seen previously. What do we want to do with these stormtroopers? Because Gadget's still sitting on that mouse droid. She's going to have to stand up eventually. We, we could probably just tie him up if we don't want to be like... You know. Is there a closet outside of here or? Um, it'll probably be a similar walkway. So when you were like on the walkway, uh, it looked like there was one up on the next floor. So like it's probably these turbo lifts are just on a series of these kind of platform walkways that are uh, next to this uh, potentially bottomless pit. Oh, wait. But if there's anyone else on that walkway when we exit, like we still wouldn't have a we would still have to have them when the doors open. So what if we, would we have time to dress them in the maintenance uniforms and then like we can just carry them out and be like, oh, they, they got hurt. <laughs> Ooh, can we put them in clown costumes? They accidentally smashed their heads together. We don't know what happened. It was like a Marx Brothers bit. No, it was like a Three Stooges bit. Because this is a turbo lift, if you want to try dressing these guys up, it will take a coordination to do it quickly because somebody else may try to get on. Ooh, uh, Sug? I can do coordination. All right, uh, so that'll be, uh, because you are having to do this quickly, that'll add two blacks to your three purple coordination. Uh, okay, I think you got those blues for being awesome. Seven success, four advantages. Oh, shit. Sug an old pro at making unconscious bodies look like they dressed themselves. Uh, <laughs> you can get these guys uh, into the mine workers' uniforms, and uh, you can prop them up as the door yeah. opens. And uh, an officer is like, oh, excuse me, is this your your stop? Taken! <laughs> We're doing stuff. <laughs> it is uh, a little uh, bit crowded in there. Um, I'll, I'll wait for the next one. It's all right. Goddamn right you will. Appreciate it, officer. And he, and he backs away and the door closes. He runs. Uh, what was that? He didn't, he didn't seem to notice anything was amiss other That's than good. the uh, lift being kind of crowded. So where are you taking this lift? We just won't go to the next stop up, I guess. Yeah. Because there was that that floor that uh, the droid was being controlled via. Do you want to avoid it or go towards it? Oh, maybe we go towards it. Yeah, we could go check See it out. See what's going on there? Yeah. Mm. We're just wandering around hoping we find something that we care about. <laughs> We're just going on a little adventure looking for shit. How many floors? It's not like we have thumbs up our asses or something, just wondering where to go next. I mean, who would have that? We're super great spies. <laughs> Don't tell them that, Jesus. We just go with the flow. Who who is she telling? Please. So you can, uh, if you want to, just go to that floor. You can with the uh, 
one of these troopers code cylinders. Sure, let's do it. And when the, the door opens, there is nobody else on the walkway. Should we just toss these guys off or just leave them? I'm okay with just leaving them. I've had my fun. I guess how confident are you that they uh, will not wake up while you were still on the station? (laughs) I don't know. I got got a pretty good roll. It was pretty good. I mean, if we're going to just leave them, let's at least take them out of the lift. So when it goes back down, that officer does not just like uh, see them lying there. (laughs) I'm sure there's a janitor's closet somewhere. Yeah. We could just toss them off the ledge, though. This does seem like so much trouble to try to find. But Sug dressed them so nicely. Yeah. Mm. That That's why I don't Sam. want to throw them off. Is because, uh, <laughs> like, yes. honestly, just because Sug had a, such a good time just dressing them. He's just so good. They are knocked out. Killing, killing these guys, like, it would be a lot of extra work to find a place to hide these guys. Killing them would be so much simpler, but it is just murdering people who are currently not a threat to you. So, uh, why don't you roll a three purple discipline to, uh, if you, if you want to have any hope of suggesting another uh, idea. Uh-oh. <laughs> Got one success to advantage. Now we're gonna toss them off, and I feel great about that decision. Success on your discipline? No, I got a failure to advantage, sorry. Okay, so a failure and to advantage, yeah. So you can, uh, you really want to throw these guys off. Uh, look guys, we're on a time crunch. We don't have time. They're gonna wake up, they're gonna give us way, and just toss them off. Yeah, but he spent so, he spent, like, such a, a good amount of time trying to, like, you know... Give them, give them a makeover, and they look so nice, and they look so peaceful. Exactly. So it means that when they hit the bottom, and people eventually find them, they're not going to think anything strange has happened. It's just another couple slave workers who've happened to fall to their death because Sug did such a good job. You don't want Sug's hard work to go to waste, do you? Yeah. No, which is why I don't want it. Like you know, they're already dressed for their funeral. It's fine. Yeah. All right. If 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 you <laughs> if you say so. Uh, Sug, because, you know, it was your work that went into this, he he said, feeling weird. Listen, don't, don't let Sug's work be in vain. Imagine what a fine story this is going to tell in their death. Such a better story than in life. When they, when they go to hell. <laughs> I can't yeah, believe they died. You have a lot of conviction about this with those advantages. Yeah, do it. I can't believe they're dead. Yeah, but they look pretty slick when we found their corpses, though, right? Oh, man. <laughs> those they, bits? Oh, my God. They never look so cool alive. <laughs> Tell me who their stylist is. Sognoma. So you're going to yeet these guys? I will yeet these guys. So, uh, Ant, you can uh, roll these guys, drop them off the edge of this walkway down as they kind of spiral uh, down, 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 out of sight into this bottomless pit. And as you do, you may notice poking their heads out from the walkways below some other First Order officers and stormtroopers like sticking their heads out and looking up like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) Just pull back from the ledge. Don't let them see ya. And they look down to see... Just pretend you're asleep. Just pretend you're asleep. To see some... uh, uh, They look down to see these guys continuing to fall. And from the walkway below you, uh, you may hear uh, call station security. We have a uh, another maintenance suicide in the uh, walkways. Oh. oh, no. Another one? Oh, no, I caused another suicide. Well, you haven't really caused any suicides, though, have you? Not that I'm aware of. See, Ant, you're fine. You're such a devil on the shoulder. I love it. And your presence makes me want suicide to happen even less. 
I appreciate you being here so much, Ant. And you've done so good for the group. That's the nicest thing you've ever said about me, is that you make me- You you, you uh, don't make me want I to make kill you myself. Want, I make you not want to kill yourself. Thank you. What's going to make it even harder to figure out is one of those guys has a letter to Evan Hansen in his bag. <laughs> <laughs> We were that guy's 13th reason. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I hope Aralise isn't going to feel weird about this, but uh, it is what it is. It's a weird-ass musical. The mouse droid is still watching you. Wasn't Gadget still sitting on it? Gadget, were you still sitting on it, still in the turbo lift? Yeah, yeah just, just wait to yeah. just, wait just to like, stand. Like, waiting for them to decide what to do. It's like, okay, it's fine now, it's fine now. So, Gadget, your legs would have blocked it then. Okay. You guys. When you do get up, though, it does kind of uh, start driving around you guys in circles. Should we just kick this thing off, too? <laughs> you take it for a pee. <laughs> and it starts. It starts beeping at you. Can I? Do I know what it's saying? It's well. It's singing. It's like. Is it like loud enough that it's like an alarm? No, it's 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 repeating this as it's circling around you. Like not loud enough for other people to hear it necessarily. Wait. Is it a hype machine? Well, that's the resistance theme. I wouldn't know that canonically. That would mean absolutely nothing. I mean, it may be Romeo, maybe either knowledge warfare or knowledge <laughs> outer rim to purple. There's an hey, in that's universe my theme song. <laughs> There's an in-universe theme song for the Rebellion that this droid knows. It's like two purple. The, uh, we don't. Yeah, well, the Imperial March is in Solo as the Imperial March, so it is oh, canonically their national yeah. anthem. What is? Uh, what are we rolling? Uh, two purple knowledge warfare or Outer Rim, potentially Core Worlds as well. I'll try uh, warfare. Nope, they all suck. Uh, two failure. Oh, I got three success, one threat. And one success. One success. Zam and Sug, you do uh, recognize this as the anthem of the New Republic. Zam, because you got those threat, you know that it is also a theme, an anthem that is associated with the Resistance. Uh, so it appears to you that this thing knows that you're f either Resistance or former Resistance. But it's not doing it loud enough for other people to hear. Can I, can I crouch down and look at this droid? <laughs> It, it stops when you do to kind of like right in front of you. So does that mean that it heard us complaining whether or arguing whether or not we should drop the, these people off the bridge or not? Oh yeah, definitely heard you. 100%. What are you going to do about it, droid? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Be friendly at least. <laughs> well, what, how am I supposed to interpret this as a friendly action? It kind of uh, starts rolling, like it's it's it kind of spins around. It's some of its uh, its left wheels going forward, its right wheels going back, and it kind of spins in place, and then like goes down the hallway, stops, turns around again, and like goes a little bit, stops and turns around again, and then like goes back towards you, like it seems to be like beckoning you. What is it, boy? Did Timmy fall down the well again? Should we go follow this droid? I wonder what. Maybe something's afoot here. <gasps> it's not a rat. It's a mole. Ooh! <laughs> Kill it! I oh, mean, we're this... here to 
figure stuff out about the First Order. Maybe other yeah. people are here trying to figure yeah. out stuff about the First Order. This droid was the First Order spy. It's being controlled by the ghost of Hux. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Hux is a star weird. <gasps> I mean, we knew that. <laughs> Should we follow this little guy? Yeah, okay. So you're following this droid uh, through the halls. And you are in kind of a more restricted area. Uh, there are a lot more cameras, a lot more other stormtroopers with the blue pauldrons. But as two of you are stormtroopers with blue pauldrons, they allow you to pass <laughs> until until the uh, mouse droid uh, goes into this little uh, cubby next to a frosted glass sealed door. Let's crawl through the cubby. <laughs> Should we knock on the door? Hello. Yeah, good it is. Knock. It is probably too small for you. <laughs> for even for gadgets, just like peeking, you know. Yeah, a little peeky boo. The door slides open after a moment of this uh, mouse droid disappearing, and you can see inside is a uh, stark white science lab, similar to the one that you found on the Supremacy. And when the door opens, you can see that there are a number of scientists there, uh, and they look, they kind of, their heads snap to the door as they see you. And when they see the stormtroopers there, they kind of like flinch a little bit. It looks like some of them are bruised. They're like unshaven. They haven't had haircuts in a while. Um, not all of them are human, but most of them are. And it seems like they haven't been treated very well. Oh. Well, it's time to get some failures free. And you can see one of them, the mouse droids, uh, rolls over to one of them who kind of bends down and tinkers with it a little bit. And when he stands up and turns back to you, you recognize Dr. Bilius Warka. <gasps> Whoa! Senator Bilius Gorka? No, wait. Can I, can I take off my helmet? Dr. Warka. And when when you do, uh, one of the others, he kind of motions to one of the other scientists and they close the door. Oh, shit. What are you doing here? What the hell happened? Uh, well, uh, after the war ended, the First Order decided, I guess, that it wanted a lot of its scientists back and not all of us were willing to rejoin the cause. So they coerced us. With like what way? Bundles of, with like bundles of money or... A lot of bitches, or um, no, not exactly. Can I just hear you say a lot of bitches? I've always wanted to hear scientists say a lot of bitches. They did not <laughs> promise us a lot of bitches. <laughs> perfect. Okay, yeah, that is pretty good. <laughs> See, it's kind of worth it. I, I'm so I'm so sorry, uh, Doctor Worka. You remember what he's like? Uh, yes. So, how long have you guys been here? Uh, it's hard to tell time in this place, but um. Based on the length of hair growth, not that I have that much anyway, I would approximate uh, probably eight to ten months. I don't know, man. You got a... How big of a bushy beard does he have? He's got a skullet. <laughs> oh, he's balding on top. Oh, it's not so bad. It's, uh, you, you, you look wise in your years. You look like a wizard, Harry. <laughs> and are you all right? No. Uh, listen, uh, God, Do Billius, I'm real. I'm so sorry. We had no idea that you guys had been um that this was happening. I guess, but uh, then I should expect that you are not the precursor to some uh fleet that has come to rescue us. I mean, we'll still rescue you. 
unless like things get in our way again. I mean, you know how things can get sometimes. Yeah, do you know how many more labs there are that have like a, I guess, scientists like you trapped in them? Not that many. Most of the people who are working here are doing so of their own free will. This is the only high security prison ward. Okay. Because, like, uh, we were we're here to try to figure out, you know, what the First Order is researching. Our base actually got destroyed by, um, well, that big planet destroyer, I guess, that's parked down on, on Kessel. So, uh, we kind of need to know what else could be brewing. But if we can get you and your, your guys out, I, I, I feel like you would have a lot of information about that, too. I, even if, yeah. uh, I don't think we should leave. What do you mean? Well, the work that we've been doing, um... I understand that it might be for the greater good to prevent it from being used elsewhere, so I think that it should die with us. Oh, okay. Well, that's dark. Are What exactly are you proposing here, Billius? Obviously, you noticed my little friend. Uh, I've managed to create a connection with some of the machinery. I have eyes throughout the station, and I've managed to come up with a plan to destroy this thing. The entire moon base? Yes. Okay. Is there anything about this plan that precludes us getting you and the rest of these scientists to safety? Purely our knowledge, the stuff that we've been working on, should not be replicated by anyone, even if they have the best of intentions. We're kind of like jackasses in that way. <laughs> Warning. The sense you're about to see have been uh, performed by trained professionals. Trained monkeys. If it's, uh, if it's any consolation to you, Billius, um, we really don't have any interest in replicating what you've been creating but we do kind of need to know what progress might have been made already if you're able to help us know what the first order is cooking up we might be able to figure out how to defend against it and also you know i don't fancy suicide runs personally i'm anti-suicide for the most part except for those guys that we threw down the shaft but that wasn't really suicide that was just murder <laughs> i'm yeah we're, 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 we're cool with yeah. murder yeah, murder's fine. Suicide murder's fine. Mm. We just posted as a suicide, world's greatest dad style. Have you used that gun you're holding? Um, I have not. I'm guessing that means we shouldn't. Why don't you uh, point it at one of those training dummies and pull the trigger? This isn't going to blow a hole in the side of the ship if I miss, is it? No, the walls are reinforced. There's a reason they dug into the moon base. Okay, I'll try to shoot one of the training dummies. Okay, give me a one purple ranged heavy. Uh -oh, add, range a, add a black onto that. Ranged heavy, man. Yeah. I don't have any ranks in that. One purple with a black. Yeah. One failure, three <laughs> advantage. Oh, God. oh God. Where's the trigger? So with those advantage, uh, you can see, like, this is a dangerous thing. Maybe you want to give that to somebody who is a little, who's a little more of a sure shot. Um, I'm, have... a pre I'm a pretty sure shot. Can I, can I handle the dangerous weapon? I'll just hold it out in front of me, whoever grabs <laughs> it first. <laughs> Yoink! Okay, aim careful, Ant. Oh, I'll be careful. So a, uh, a purple and a black ranged heavy. Five success and a threat. <laughs> you can feel like it's barely perceptible, but it's perceptible enough where it's like, oh, uh, th this thing might be hard to aim. The gun fires an instant before you pull the trigger. Yeah, and when you up. do, there's this like bright, Flash, where it seems like everything inverts for an instant and this sort of bright white particle beam sears through one of the training dummies, cracks off 
and branches into the other dummies behind it. And then everything kind of returns to normal and there's a sort of delayed explosion sound from the training dummies an instant after it hits. What was that? Colonel Tarsus was aboard the Supremacy at Crate, and it seems that the Resistance's suicide run made quite the impression on her, and she's had us developing coaxium-based weaponry. That seems dangerous. I see. What you just witnessed was a handheld Holdo maneuver. That's not terrifying. And you might be able to guess most of the stormtroopers you see with the blue pauldron are armed with those weapons, and you might be able to guess at what this station is powered by as well. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no, no, no. But, uh, okay, that's not good. It's not. These weapons, they break open the fabric of hyperspace itself, and it has not been great for morale. There have been reports of star weirds filtering through the cracks created by our testing. This is why you might understand that our work must die with us. But but that's the thing, Billy. I feel like exploding this station would be very bad. The power I mean, that's of actually the a sun good point. in the palm of my hand. That's why I have a plan to not destroy the station in a conventional way. Okay. Have you ever heard of the Summa Verminoth? Would we have? Didn't I eat that soup a couple days ago? <laughs> That'd be a th- probably a three purple knowledge zoology. Maybe with a blue. You can add a blue in case you've heard any tall tales. Two success, one advantage. Three success, two threat. Three success, one threat. Ooh. One success, one threat. Ooh, look at us all. We're so smart. We're so fucking smart. That's the sound of the star we (laughs) smart. Finally. All of you have heard of the Summa Verminoth. Uh, You've all done the Kessel Run. Uh, The Summa Verminoth, you guys know, um, most of your knowledge is a little hazy on the specifics, but uh, Zam, you may have heard maybe a little bit more about it. Uh, but the Summa Verminoth are a race of enormous squid-like aliens that live within the mists of the Akati's maelstrom. Uh, okay. Zam, with that advantage, um, you might know that uh, you may have heard rumors that uh, the Summa Verminoth, like the planet Kessel, because they feed on massive amounts of energy. Okay. So, like, what's... What's the plan? Are you going to try to create like a big energy strike to get these things to destroy the station? In a manner of speaking, I don't want to detonate anything un- uh, prematurely, but the Summa Verminoth feed primarily on creatures called Pergil, giant space whales that have the ability to uh, jump to hyperspace. And I've developed uh, a signal that if it could be plugged into the moon base's communications equipment, would broadcast a purgle cry that would attract every Summa Verminoth in the mists directly to this station and any sources of energy that may be here, and it would suck them dry. Okay. I uh, think that can work. But here's here's the thing where I'm getting stuck, Billius. I'm still really getting stuck on the whole suicide thing, because... I know that you want this knowledge to die with you and your fellow scientists here. I, I really understand the nobility of that intent, but 
a whole bunch of stormtroopers on this station already have those weapons. The information on how to make those weapons might have already gone off the station. They might already be in production for other troops. And I don't really love the idea of killing the people who best understand these weapons and might be our best shot at knowing how to disable them or combat them. Do you see where I'm coming from here? So is this a coercion? Could it be a leadership? Like, I'm not trying to threaten him into this, but I'm just trying to like, can't you just see why this might be a problem? Come uh, join yeah, us again, Billius. Could use a destiny point, um, because, you know, if he thinks that you're not going to go along with it, he may uh, take matters into his own hands, so to speak. So that is going to be okay. against uh, leadership against a red and a purple. Red and a purple. Um, could I flip a destiny point to get another yellow? Yeah. We'll see how this goes. What? Aha, two success, two advantage, and two dark side. Should I get some more advantage with the dark sides? Yeah, it's we don't want a suicide mission. That's true. We really don't want a suicide mission. <laughs> sure, let's get make that two success, four advantage. All right, I understand your reasoning. Uh, there are one, two, three, four, five of us remaining who know what this technology is and what it can do and would be able to replicate it. If you can promise that you'll get us all out and keep us away from the First Order, then we will come with you. Yeah, yeah, man. No, we, our, our base got blown up, but we uh, have a, uh, a safe place right now. A safe, not safe house. It's more than a house. We have a, a temporary base in the meantime that's uh, in the unknown regions shouldn't be known to the First Order, with the exception of uh, Captain Starwind here, who is so kindly helping us along. Is Marie gonna let these guys uh, go over there, considering they're like uh, ex-First uh, Order scientists and whatnot? I mean, Billius is a, he's a, a scientist, but like, Billius, you ever participate in a droid torture, just out of curiosity? You seem like someone who's generally friendly with mechanical beings, or am I reading that wrong? If it helps, um, I have helped to free droids in my time. When the First Order was just burgeoning, we came across an area of space that was ruled by despotic, tyrannical uh, machine abominations, and we had among us a droid that was... Although not like them, still looked upon with some derision from some of the others. And I aided in her uh, liberation from the First Order. Oh, uh, well, yeah, that's probably going to endear you to um, the people in charge. <laughs> well, not in charge. The, uh, the droids who, under whose good grace we are currently hiding. Um, but yeah, no, I'm sure that you and your people will be fine there. Very well. Um, I have studied uh, safe paths through this station. If you have, I assume you came here on a ship. You didn't just pop out of thin air. Is there somewhere that we should meet you? Uh, yeah, can we let him know which hangar bay we um, parked our ship in? Yeah, and uh, Captain Starwin says, should I uh, escort them back, you know, just in case I can kind of talk my way out of it? I don't think Aralise would betray us at this point, but could I just like, just in case she's cooking anything... Just get a feel for her for a second. Okay, so she is wearing a Stormtrooper's uh, helmet, so that is going to add a black to try and read her. Could this be treated as an incoming deception? Okay, so that'll add a blue to her deception if she is trying to deceive you then. What's that going to be against? Uh, three yellow and a green. Or sorry, yeah, okay. three red and a purple. Um, no, she doesn't appear to be lying. Okay, I'll uh, I'll give her a nod. That's probably a, probably a solid idea, Aralise. Um, Billius, do you want to... Let us know where we're going to have to go to plug in this um, whale call, I guess. 
Uh, yes, I will send you the coordinates. Cool. So you can see on your little uh, maintenance data pad, uh, you start receiving uh, further sections of the map get filled in, revealing uh, where you need to go to get to the base's communication center. How how far is this communication center from where we parked our ship? Quite far. It's closer to uh, the reactor and sort of the rest of the equipment of the station. So either we might want to see if we can get it to go off on a timer or we're going to have to be like real fast. Out of curiosity, Billius, after we plug this in, how long do you think we're really going to have to get back to our ship? Well, it depends how close the Summa Verbenoth are to Kessel. Let's assume they are as, a, as close as they typically would get. To be honest, uh, the hangar bays would be attacked first, as they are the most exposed outward sources of power, unless they went for the dish, which is also a possibility. They would need to fight their way past the Star Destroyers. Uh, you might have a few minutes. So probably a timer. Yeah, I could probably rig something up. <laughs> but a timer could also be discovered. A timer could be discovered. Yeah, but, yeah, but like, do, do we have like a, um, like a trigger thing? Though I suppose... A direct interface on the dish itself might be possible. Would that be from the outside or the inside? That would be on the outside. We got an invisible Ooh. ship. We do have an invisible ship. What would that take? <laughs> Suddenly, to a little chatter fan appears in space. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> they, you're so little. They'd never notice you. There's no signs of life on that ship. Yeah. What What would it take to do it a direct interface on the outside of the ship? Like. It would that, be harder. It would be harder, but it'd be easier to make a getaway. Gadget's like really good at mechanics. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I can re-roll. It's true. And I can downgrade once. And if it doesn't work, we can just blast it. Yeah. I will say that um, sightings of peculiar individuals <laughs> are increased by uh. Uh, those who spend time on the surface of the moon and out in the void of space. So what you're saying is the star weirds are more common on the outside? <laughs> yes, but you're less likely to be blasted by relativistic particles on the outside as well. That's true. That it's gonna get true. weird. <laughs> star weird. What do you guys think? Yes. I trust Kajit can do it. I want to get star weird. Yeah. I trust that you guys can yeah. protect me from star weirds. Yeah, we'll all go out. We all have 24 hours where you get extra blues on your discipline checks if we do have to roll fear <laughs> checks. It'll be fine. I got two yellows. <laughs> It'll be fine. Let's do it. Let's Because, like, yeah, I, I if they're going to go for the hangar bays first, I, I just worry about um our getaway relying on our speed getting back to the ship. You know? We're stranded. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, let's, let's do that ship plan. Okay, let's try to get back to the ship then. Okay, so you will have to, um, how do you want to get back to the ship? Do you want to sneak past or do you want to try and bluff your way past any checkpoints? Because it is going to be uh, a couple of stormtroopers as well as some maintenance workers and a bunch of scientists. Should we take the vents this time? Would, yeah, could, would I be able to see any vents that are big enough for people? Would I know the way? Could I know the way? Uh... Bilius has been kind of exploring with his mouse droid. Mm -hmm. So if, uh, I assume Sug is the stealthiest. Yeah. yeah. If you want to lead the stealth, if you want to roll the stealth, uh, Zam's two advantages will give you uh, a bonus, as will uh, Bilius's known path through the base. Okay. But uh, sneaking a group of this, the like four 12? of you plus... Elise, Elise, uh, plus five scientists, so ten people, is going to be uh, very hard. 
So that's going to start as a four purple because you do have some high profile people with you. I'm going to use the destiny points. That's going to be a red and three purple. And because there are so many of you, that's going to add two blacks. But you will also get two advantages and a blue. So in total, um, four success and six advantages. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Sug, uh, crawling through vents and maintenance access tunnels and clambering along uh, underneath like grates and climbing like like Ray on that little cliff. You're able to eventually uh, make your way back through, kicking out a uh, wall panel as you crawl through this like rocky half-carved tunnel with exposed wirings. You can kick out this panel ending up back in the hangar bay where the G9 Rigger uh, is sitting. Did you ever decide what the name of this ship was? The G9? The Grigger. The Grigger. The G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-Grigger. Was that nine? G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-Grigger. I thought you were just like reacting to seeing a ghost. G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-Grigger. All aboard the Grigger. Wait, no, that could sound really, really bad if you accidentally say it wrong. <laughs> the let's go. Uh, the don't worry about it. It's the G9 Rager. It has no name. Just get on it. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't good enough to get a name. Ships get named when they prove themselves. <laughs> uh, so you can all pile on to the ship. And uh, one of the scientists, he says, uh, what about the little guy in the med bay? Um... <laughs> Don't worry about him. We're try. We have to get him back to um some Jedi that we were allied with. But uh, just don't don't bother him. Oh, he, is he a Jedi? Should we wake him up? Would that no, help? No, 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 no. Don't wake him up. Don't wake him up. No, 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 no. He's just a guy. So you can get back uh, aboard the ship and uh, pilot it out of this hangar bay. Now there may still be ties that are searching for you. Um, so. Since it is such a power draw, why don't you roll me a uh, two purple and a black mechanics to actually turn this uh, cloaking device back on. One success, one advantage, two dark side. I will not use it. All right, so uh, it's not draining that much power. You should be fine. And you can launch out of this hangar bay on the dark side of the moon. Uh, let's see if anybody does spot you. Uh, three success, but three threat. So as your invisible ship does kind of uh, plow through the mists that are encircling this moon and Kessel, uh, your sensors do read a couple of ties heading towards where you were and following your trail through the mists. But it seems that they are specifically following your trail, not you. They don't, they can't, it doesn't seem like they can see you. So once you exit the mists, you should be able to disappear from them. But they will be closer to actually finding you wherever you land. Why don't we just like try and exit up and then do a little maneuver to uh, change directions once we're out in our shitty old shipping ship? Yeah, it's so maneuverable. So they got a they got three success on their perception. Uh, so why don't you do a three purple and a black piloting to uh, pull out of the mist in a way that is not going to lead them to you? Four success, four threat. So yeah, you can uh, pull this maneuver. Uh, 
driving out of the clouds, but you do, like, the mist does sort of trail off of your ship, leaving this sort of cloudy uh, arm, this almost like solar flare-like thing, almost like an arrow pointed towards <laughs> where you're headed. You are still cloaked, but part of the cloud is, like, pointing the finger at you. <laughs> well, fuck you too, cloud! <laughs> You can uh, land near this uh, communications tower. It is jutting out of the moon's rocky surface. You will have to climb up it. It is kind of like a, a Rogue One-style communications tower. It doesn't seem to be manned on its own. Uh, there are some rickety-looking ladders on the outside of the tower, though, and there is a uh, graded walkway platform at the top where you can do your recalibrations. Wait, is this a moon or an asteroid? It's a moon. Okay, so it's got gravity. All right. Yeah. Do you want us to all get suited up and come with you to go out there and do some calibrations? At least, at least one person who can take down a star weird. Uh, I mean, I also have gun. We'll, we'll all come with you. Maybe I can give the star weird nightmares and make it see itself. Oh. <laughs> uh. God. Oh, I <laughs> Just got a hold mirror. Just <laughs> yeah. had a dream I was a star weird. Hmm. Airly can, like, stay on the ship, though. Yeah. There's so do you want in to it. Uh, land or keep the ship running? Like, do you want to... Because this walkway, conceivably, you could just, like, jump out of the ship onto the walkway at the top. But with the ship running and draining power, the cloaking device might fail. So it's either kind of a... Uh, it'll be quicker to do that and quicker to escape, but there's a better chance you'll be spotted. What do you guys think? It's fine. It's probably fine. Let's jump out. <laughs> Yeah, if there are a star wearers, we may need to make a quick getaway. Also, we want to make a quick getaway anyways. If we're... Are you just tr turning on the autopilot, or... Can Aerylise hang out? Captain ship? She's yeah, not going to run away. She's a, a star captain. captain. Yeah. She can watch it. Let's go. Yeah, it's fine. Suit so, up. uh, you can... The group of you, uh, jump out of this, uh, ship and land on the metal graded walkway at the top of this tower. It is very high up, though uh, you can feel that the gravity on this moon is pretty light. So even though this is quite a long fall, any falls that are made are only going to count as short range. And uh, any athletics check that involve jumping are going to have two blues added on as well. Ooh. All right, all right, all right. Can I just bounce a little? Just can, little jumps? Do a little bit of bouncing, enjoying the uh, low gravity on the surface of this moon. I'm just, I'm so, I so rarely feel athletic, and right now... <laughs> do a flip. I'm not, I'm still not that athletic, okay. I don't think. You can cross this walkway uh, towards where there is a control and calibration uh, station for this dish, and... Plugging into it, uh, you can see it is pretty heavily encrypted. Uh, Dr. Warka did give you the uh, Pergil calls that he wants to broadcast, but to crack in. Uh, gonna use a uh, Destiny Point. This is some pretty heavy-duty security, so that'll be a red and three purple computers. Is there anything that we can do to support? I'm here for you morally. Yeah, I guess all I have... For skills for computers, it's just the twenty-five percent less time. <gasps> oh, oh. What for success? Yay! Three mm -hmm. threats, one despair. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder what the despair is gonna do. <laughs> so as this 
is uploading. Um, it's going to take a while. The connection isn't very good from from here because it's basically having to go down the tower into the control units and then back up without being spotted. So it is taking a little while to load. And over your calm, you hear, ah, what? Ah. Is that a release? God, is it on yeah. the ship? And you okay? Says, I, 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 sorry, I thought I saw something. What did you see? Got, got spooked. Are you okay? Stay cool, Aerolise. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. It's just, uh, no, it's oh, getting the giblies. Hey, we're get we, we, we gotta be like Space Fonzie, and what is Space Fonzie? He's alright, I guess. That's right. We gotta <laughs> stay alright, I guess. Hey. <laughs> and, and you hear this, like, tapping, and she's like, uh, hey, how much, uh, fuel did you guys have, uh, cause... We didn't really refuel it before we left or anything. Um, it, it seems like our fuel reserves are <laughs> going low. Uh, and you, you hear like far away somebody saying, "Don't, don't go investigate." What? What? And don't go you investigate. Hear Doctor Doctor Warka come closer, and he says, um, "Yeah, so s- star weirds as hyperspace beings are also known to uh, absorb energy from hyperspace engines. If we go back there, it may." Um, exacerbate the situation okay should we be shutting down the engines until we're finished here uh yes that might be a good idea okay it's gonna kill our stealth but uh that might be the least of our issues right now and airly says all right i'm just i'm uh shutting down the engines just going into repulsor mode and the g9 rigger uh it kind of like wobbles a bit as the engines shut off and it starts to slowly uh lower towards the ground And as it does, like, as the roof of the ship lowers, uh, revealed as it just moves through them are these, you got three threat, these three wraith-like entities Uh, floating in space that were in the ship. Piss off, ghosts. Just stay cool. They're not bothering us yet. Uh, so they do have a terrifying aura, so, um... At the start of the encounter, all of its opponents must make a four purple fear check. Remember, everybody, you all add a blue. Thanks to that blue dice, I got one advantage, one failure. All right on. Can I flip a destiny? Uh, yeah, you have seven. I'm going to flip one, too. Here, I'm going to get another yellow, because I don't have anything for fear after all, and I don't get a blue. One success. Two failures, four okay. threats, Oh no. and a triumph. Oh. oh. Okay. Those of you who are afraid. Yes. You add a black on any action you take during the encounter. Uh, Those of you who got threat, uh, take strain in the amount of that threat. So, uh, Sug, you take three. Mm. And uh, Ant, you may take four, but on Triumph, uh, you can cancel all penalties from fear effects or ignore any additional fear checks during the encounter. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, I was hoping it was going to be like Ant's fear... I just made him go feral and he scared the star weirds right back. And they're like, oh, (laughs) what's going on with this guy? (laughs) When you say orbs, you mean you have to choose? Uh, yeah. Hmm. The, uh, the terrifying ability only counts during the start of the encounter, though. Ah. So canceling, uh, should be enough. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm bare, I'm too dumb to be afraid. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, Gajit... You, you failed, so you do take those blacks, uh, but with that advantage, you can add a blue on your next check. Consider this. I use inventive creation. Make a uh, Ghostbusters <laughs> back <laughs> and back. And back. <laughs> oh, shit. Could you? Uh, <laughs> conceivably. Hey. Uh. One of these 
hyperspace guns. Yeah. Might be able to send them back from whence they came. Oh my god. Uh, oh <laughs> shit. I was just joking and then I remembered to get the guns. We got the guns. Potentially shit. ghost guns. We got the tools. We got the talent. There is something strange in our neighborhood. Who should we be calling about that? Someone else. It should also, uh, I will remind you that they are currently floating in space beyond the edge of the platform. Oh, uh, yeah. Are you just going to, like, run and leap and try to drag them down? Yes! Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. But they have 100%. Let's do this. Oh, no. Have I done a terrible thing? No, you have not. Zam wonders out loud, just like, what are you going to do? Run off the platform and drag them down? And you're like, actually. Hold my beer. Hold my beer! <laughs> you think I won't? Um, okay, so what 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 is what does the battlefield look like? It's similar to the, the platform in Rogue One where it's this kind of uh walkway slash um small area. Uh there are some crates and things scattered around, some maintenance crates from the last people who were there. Uh off the edge of it where ships usually dock, uh there are three star weirds floating where your ship used to be. I, I, I want I wanna lunge at somebody and grab them and start hitting them if I can. Yeah. Okay, so you want to leap at one of these star weirds and try and tackle them down to the ground? Yeah. Uh, so, since the ship lowered, the ship is currently on the ground. So, uh, if gunnery weapons have any effect on these things, getting it closer to the ship will help. Yeah, so if you were doing this, there could be a tactical advantage to it. Okay. If this so, was yeah, let the me, thing... let me let me, again, see if I could lunge at ghosts. So, if you want to leap off and try and tackle one of these ghosts... Um, that will start as a two purple brawl, and it has three points of defense, so add three blacks onto that. Okay. Two success, one advantage, one triumph, one light side, one dark side. Ooh. I'll use the light side to make another advantage. Probably to knock it down would be two uh, advantage, and then you can use that triumph if you want to uh, try and punch it. So your nux, as you are punching it... Um, so, uh, these things don't have soak, but uh, their ghostly abilities uh, reduce the damage dealt to them uh, by half. So, uh, you got, that would be nine, we'll call that five because you got advantages in triumph. And if you want to crit it, roll your uh, D100. Okay, there. <laughs> okay, so six, however, uh, I can add... Uh, let's see. Lethal blows, lethal blows, vicious. So, ten, so six. So that would be uh, thirty-six. All right, a stinger. So increase the difficulty of the next check by one. Uh, and as you have it, you're kind of pummeling it, only half digging into its flesh uh, with your vibro-knucklers as you slowly float down towards uh, the surface. This thing, since it seems to be able to levitate, uh, it seems like you're not falling fast enough to actually have to incur any fall damage. Um, but this thing is going to try, and it, ha it has these long... Uh, it's hard to tell if they're fingers or claws, but they look very sharp. So it's going to try slicing at you. Uh, three success. So uh, it has breach. So uh, 
they do two damage plus those three. So, Ant, they do five points of wound to you. This thing starts scratching at you almost uh, in, with its spectral claws, scratching up your internal organs almost, uh, or at least getting very close to them. I hate that. Uh, I can try doing the jump off. Oh, God. <laughs> Jumping lightsaber soy. <laughs> you guys are going to leap off, and then Gadget and I just, like, we'll take the ladder. <laughs> it's like a bouncy house. You keep uh, jumping. There's low gravity. All right, so... Ladies, leave your ghosts you, uh, at home. Leap off. Um, <laughs> so I don't think you have the force leap ability, but... Um, you do have, I believe, the Hawkbat swoop ability. I certainly do. Ooh. So, um, I haven't gotten to work that out yet. So since since it is kind of floating off this platform, if you want to reach it, uh, the Hawkbat swoop would be the easiest way to do that. Okay. Uh, perform a lightsaber combat check against target with short range, adding force no greater than the force rating. So that's one. Yeah, and then you can spend those uh, pips to spend one force pip to get within engaged range of the target, and one and more to add additional advantages to your check. So you're at short range, so that's only going to be one purple uh, with three blacks. Okay. And you can add your force. One success, three advantages, and one dark side. You want to use that dark side to get into range? Sure. Yeah, spooked. Yeah, fear leads to dark side. Yeah, so again, the damage is halved, uh, but that is, you do have enough advantages to do a crit on this thing. 62. 62, slightly dazed. It's disoriented until the end of the encounter, so uh, that means it's going to add blacks to all of its checks. Hit it so hard it thought it's alive. <laughs> I'll shoot at one. Okay, so there is still one that is floating around out there. It is short range from the uh, edge of the platform, so that is going to be uh, a purple, three blacks, and one black for fear. Four success, one threat, but I get an automatic advantage, so I guess just four success. Uh, you can blast at this ghost. Uh, some of the bolts make impact. Some of them just pass harmlessly through it. And uh, Gajit, uh, since you are uh, firing at this thing, it is going to rush towards you and try and gore you with its spectral claws as well. I'll protect you! I can't really, but I'll try. I... I... Uh... <laughs> so, two success, uh, threat, and a triumph. Oh, oh no! So, uh, this... Thing. Um, its threat is that it is focused on you, Gajit. So, Zam, if you want to do anything to this, you may have an easier time of it. But it okay. does do two success. Uh, it does have breach, so it does five damage straight to your wound. Oh, oh boy. And it's crit 63, slightly dazed. You are disoriented uh, for the rest of the encounter, so now you have to add another black to all of your checks. Zam, what are you going to do? Um, I don't know if it'll really work. I'm not going to try to do the fear because I feel like that's stupid on like a, a spectral extra, extra dimensional being. But I do have a magical Ikor blade and perhaps that affects ghosts differently than regular weaponry. So maybe I will try to roll a melee and just stab this thing with my Ikor blade. Uh, okay. Uh, so that will be a two purple and three black for its defense. Two purple, three black. <laughs> you guys have three desti uh, four destiny points. Four destiny points. Well, I'll get another yellow then. I don't think there's really anything for me to uh, downgrade there. And... Uh, yeah, we'll see how this goes. First time we're using this thing. 
You got this. I don't got this. It's four failure, one advantage. You got an Dang advantage. It. What's even the point of having a cool spectral blade if this thing is unstabbable? What's the point of a cool magical blade if it can't be used on extra dimensional beings? So, uh, as you're attacking it, it does, like, it's. it seems that because it is tussling with Gajit, it is, like, inside Gajit partially. Oh. Uh, Maybe maybe it's not that you are specifically uh, not able to hit, but maybe maybe it's just that you're being careful. You don't want to hurt your friend, but uh, a few, the, the tentative sort of swipe you do make with it, you do make like hard the the glowing the sort of mist-like green blade that you have prepared with your father's knowledge of this the night brother and night sister magics does seem to if you were to plunge it in it does seem like it would go all the way in ah okay i'm not stupid i'm just bad at knives uh so sud you are falling with one of these things as well it is grappling with you and it is going to attempt to gore you you are uh fighting it with your weapon which gives you some defense so let's see what it can do uh, two success and a threat. So it bypasses your soak sud, dealing uh, four damage directly to you. But because it got that threat, you are able to kind of get the upper hand as you're as you're falling and sort of twist around, and it is uh, underneath you. So whether you want to try and slam it into the ground that's coming up, or otherwise uh, take advantage, you will be able to add a blue. Excellent. Yeah, I'll try and throw it on the ground. Wait, you think this is a joke? So now top of the next round. Sug, do you want to do that right away? Yes. So uh, that will be a brawl check to try and hurl it to the ground. You can add a blue, but because it is spectral and uh, you are a little bit afraid, that will still be a two purple and three black and another black for your fear. How How are we for destiny points right now? I got three. I will spend one. Two advantages, two failures. So uh, you can uh, press it into the ground. It doesn't seem that it like does anything to it. Like the gravity is so low that yeah, it does hit the ground a little faster. But it like kind of like phases through a little bit. Uh, though the the time that it's taking to phase through the ground um, is kind of not quite like quicksand. It is a little bit stuck in the ground though. If you wanted to call for any air support, blast it. Move out of the way. So uh, let's see if this uh, random scientist can hit this thing. (laughs) Now don't move too much. Uh, It can blast near this thing. So the the guns of this turret on your ship, uh, they kick up a lot of dust and smoke into the, uh, well, not air. It is a vacuum, but it kick up a lot of dust and smoke in into uh, into space and it kind of it does make it a little bit harder to see but it does seem to like scare this wraith further into the ground hmm. so I guess it's like further away from being a problem yeah it doesn't it doesn't seem to be resurfacing um, it is still disoriented so it may be kind of just like retreating I'm gonna go back up then <laughs> Uh, am I still falling on the ground with this specter feller? Uh, you're getting close to the ground. Sug was able to throw his to accelerate it, but you're getting close as well. Okay. Um, I guess while I'm just grab it, uh, grabbing it, I can uh, point it downwards and just keep wailing on it, really. Maybe maybe uh, throw it more to the ground. 
throw it? Do you want to do the same thing Sug did, where you, like, throw it into the ground and then the ship tries to blast it? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so uh, that'll be uh, the same difficulty. It'll be a two purple and three black. Uh, you're not afraid, but I'm going to use a destiny point, turn one of those uh, purples into a red. Maybe it, uh, something's happening underground. Uh, three success, three advantages, two light side, one dark side. I'll use the two light side for more success. All right, so you can fucking plant this thing, uh, hurl it, plant it into the ground. It gets, like, stuck. Like, it does have these sort of spectral rags that it's wearing. This thing is, like, these things are silhouette two-sized. It looks like they are mostly, like, human-sized, but they're just sort of spaghettified out from uh, being in light speed. So it has these long sort of wispy legs that are like kicking out of the ground, but it is firmly planted. So that will provide a bonus to your ship's gunner, a success and two advantages. So uh, a ship's ship weapons uh, do 10 times their damage to uh, individual beings. So even a... uh, a measly uh, three damage from this G9 rigger is 30. Uh, and even cut in half by the wraith is 15, which is enough uh, to make it disappear in an explosion of blue flame and thunder, uh, almost as if like a piece of hyperspace itself was exploding. That's fucked up. So one of them is retreated. Uh, one of them is uh, dead if it was ever alive in the first place. And there is still one at the top of the tower with uh, Zam and Gajit currently tussling with Gajit. Can I try? I, I, I just, I wonder if would these things have fears? I, I want to see if I can give it nightmares. Can I try? I'm going to try. Yeah. Ooh, two dark side. So I can Ooh. activate it and upgrade the difficulty. So it's a three purple fear check. Okay. If the force works on them, I can make them be afraid. So three purple fear check? Yeah. A success, a threat, and a triumph. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so no, it, this particular creature is not afraid. Well, but it knows what you're trying to do. Hey... Hey. 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 Sensing your energy that you're trying to impress upon it, it is, uh, it divests itself from Gajit's little flesh and uh, stretches over to you, I guess. Uh, I have a melee defense. With its with its claws. And since it uh, did get that triumph, I'm gonna I'm gonna use a destiny point to upgrade its roll. A success, an advantage, and a triumph. So its Mother claws have a critical its claws have a critical of one. Yeah oh, man, come on. So it's gonna add uh, ten to its roll. Ninety-five, one hundred and five. So Zam, it stabs into your cybernetic arm and just rips it off. God damn it, my arm! No, my arm! It's okay, I can summon my knife to my other hand when I can go again (laughs) and stab it again. Atta girl. Wait, do we know from last time what the vulnerable part on it is? He got, like, he killed him? Yeah, you you killed him by uh, sucking it into a chainsaw bike. I knew this knife can do the job, and now I have it here. So I'm assuming, uh, Zam, when you pulled out your knife, you would have dropped that uh, hyperspace gun to the to the floor. Yeah. I Gadget, guess are you gonna I shoot could this? try and grab that. Yeah. 
Is um, it like in, t- in engaged range with you though? I think it's, it's like yeah, inside it, it me. Ripped, yeah, it like ripped her arm off. <laughs> Can I like move some? Sh- ooh, I mean, remember ooh. that that thing also did arc. Yeah. When Ant tried the gun, he did get a threat on his roll. Whether or not that caused it to arc? You could try it, Gadget. I can't tell you no. I am entangled with it. Or, since you are kind of the last to go in the initiative order, if you want to have spent the previous round turning the gun into something. Yeah, I can use invention creation to try and make a ghost-busting gun. And you have uh, four destiny points available. Sure, it only costs one for me right now. Nice. One advantage, one triumph, one failure, two light sides. So I'll have a success on that one. BB. So so as uh, this thing is tearing into Zam, and uh, you can hear through the comms uh, plumes of dirt being kicked up from the uh, turrets of the ship as you are frantically trying to cobble together a device that you don't know what it's going to do, but hopefully it's going to send this fucking thing back from where it came. Uh, you got that triumph, so you can offset uh, the the weird, like, time-displaced targeting with it, and you can even add a blue, because as you take it and you kind of squeeze the trigger, everything seems to slow down a little bit, and everything does seem to elongate like the stars do when you go into hyperspace, so that blue is actually going to make it easier to aim. Nice. Uh, So it is engaged with Zam, so you will have to add a black anyway, Uh, but otherwise, to hit this thing, it is at short range, it is spectral, so that is going to be a purple and three blacks plus one black for your disoriented one black for your fear Jesus one Christ. blue from uh, the upgrades you were able to make to the gun itself oh my god five blacks and you have three destiny points I'm gonna laugh my ass off if you accidentally kill me here I'll also Man. upgrade one of my greens to a yellow just... might be a good idea this is uh, ranged heavy yeah I only have four greens instead of my usual amazing pool Five advantage, four failures. Oh. Right on! <laughs> You're not dead. No despairs. Can you at least shoot it into a position where I can try to stab yeah. again? Potentially trying to uh, not hit Zam, you fire a little bit wide. Everything seems to slow down and elongate as you pull the trigger. But uh, as but but it does miss this. Everything inverts, goes dark. It's this bright sparkle. Uh, fires out into the void, crackling this like lightning path, like a lightning strike, lowering the exposure, the ambient exposure of the world around you. And because you got those four advantages, even though you missed, it is close enough that like the lightning crack that it creates in the void next to it does start sucking the star weird into it. It's still fighting and scrambling. Uh, let's give it a... You got four advantages, so uh, let's give it an athletics to try... And, five advantage uh, to try and... A success, but a threat. So it starts getting sucked in. It, it's trying to grab and reach. It's holding on to the railing to, pr- to prevent itself from being sucked back into this hyperspace hole that's been opened up by this gun. I want to go and I want to try to stab it. Give in to the suck! So it is just kind of uh, being pulled in. It's being pulled tight as uh, the 
the desiccated muscle fibers of it are, are trying to keep it from being sucked in. So uh, those defense are not going to come into play. So it is just going to be a two purple melee. Uh, what do we have for destiny? You have two. I'm going to flip one to get another yellow. I don't want to fuck this up again. Uh, four advantage. God damn it. I just want to successfully hit with this stupid knife. <laughs> What you can do, maybe instead, uh, because it is holding on to this railing, is just try and stab into the railing. Not enough to cut right through, but enough to weaken it so that it, the railing that it's holding on to kind of rips loose, the metal shears, and it gets sucked into the rift as it loses its grip. I mean, I guess. It's just not as cool, is it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I just wanted to kill a ghost with a magic knife. You did. I mean, yeah, but like, not directly. Is it so wrong for me to directly want to kill a ghost with a magical knife? This is actually the the not least evil thing that you've done, probably. I sprang you from prison, and you are saying that that was more evil than this right now? <laughs> I mean, pr- maybe. <laughs> Zam, to be fair, you are doing this with one arm. Which, I mean, is pretty metal. Also, Geji, can you help me with that arm? Yes. Yeah, the arm is like... The arm's pretty light. This is already low gravity, so the arm might just be floating away. Oh, God. Ah, no! Anybody got (laughs) move power? Anyone use their mind to summon my arm back? I I think this... I think you'll have to take the L on this arm. Oh, no. It was a despair. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to make me a new arm, I think. All right. It's okay, you get a new one. It's fine. Can we? It's just a little airborne. It's still good. It's still good. Oh, God. I mean, we have to get out of here fast. We don't have time to go space swimming after my arm. Yeah, space once once the uh, ghost is sucked into the rift, because uh, you can you can see that the green light is blinking on the communications dish. And uh, all, you're probably not tuned to the frequency. It's probably not at a frequency that you, well, Gajit, maybe you could hear just at the edge of your perception, uh, a whale song that seems to be like filling space. Uh, and then you can see the mists of the Akati's maelstrom beginning to swirl as these enormous multi-tentacled creatures begin expressing through the cloud wall, heading straight towards the base and the First Order ships. Wahoo! Let's get out of here! Okay, so, uh, Sug and Ant, you're already on the ground, so you can climb aboard the ship, uh... And it can lift back up to collect Zam and Gajit. Had I known that, like, I might have been able to just jump for your arm, I would have gotten it for you, but I didn't. Should I head down to engineering and Sug can fly so I can figure out the fuel situation? Maybe try and get it to run on fumes or something? Oh, yeah. Just to, to like, uh, optimize its performance with what with the little we have. You do also have a very skilled mechanic on board. We do have Dr. Warka. Yeah, he can do it. Okay, so he can, uh, as you're getting aboard, uh, you can say, it looks like they've uh, drained a little bit of our coaxium, but we should uh, definitely have enough to make it out of the maelstrom, provided uh, we don't run into any of these Summa Verminoth. But if we are low on coaxium, they may not think us enough uh, of a bite to chase after. So there's that. I mean, as long as we can get to our other ship. So uh, as you guys, uh, you still have the charts from Starwind. There wouldn't have been that much drift in uh, the time that you were here. 
So those should th those should still be good. Uh, so you just need to make it uh, to the gap and then astrogate a path. Um, if you want to astrogate while flying, that will make the astrogation easier because I'm guessing you probably don't want to do that while you're sitting in front of the hole. So if one of you wants to fly and one of you wants to astrogate, I will fly. I'll astrogate. Khajiit, in the co-pilot's chair, you will be astrogating. That means you can't provide any co-piloting assistance to Sug. So, Sug, this thing already has a black for being a bucket of bolts. Uh, the space around the moon is starting to fill with uh, turbo laser blasts, laser blasts, as uh, fire is being directed toward these creatures that are also descending upon the moon and all of the ships. So... Uh, normally flying from the moon uh, to Kessel through all the mists and any debris is going to be a three purple. Going to use a destiny point to upgrade that to a red. And due to the turbo laser blasts and the giant monsters that are devouring everything, that is going to add three more blacks. Jesus Christ. Three advantages and one failure. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, you can pilot this thing. You can avoid getting hit by anything that destroys your ship, but you can't make a path to uh, the entrance. Gajit, as you're astrogating, um, if you want to try and, like, just jump to hyperspace from the middle of this battle... Yeah. So, Sug, you did get those three advantages. So, uh, it is going to be able to provide a couple of blues onto Gajit, but the astrogation is going to be harder. Going to use another uh, destiny point. And uh, what normally would be a three purple is going to be a red and three purple astrogation. But no blacks. Uh, no blacks, except for the one that comes with the ship. Oh, uh, yeah. And two blue? You have, uh, yeah, and you have four destiny points. Yeah, I'll upgrade... I'll have four yellows. Two success, two advantage. So everything turns to streaks for the second time today. You feel everything slow down and elongate as uh, you jump to hyperspace from this battle uh, into the safety, nobody's ever said this before, into the safety of the Kessel Run. <laughs> <laughs> Making these micro jumps and piloting until you are beyond the edge of the Akadi's Maelstrom, back into the void of space, and you can see the welcoming stars that mean uh, you are not trapped in this fucking mad science circus anymore. I wonder who the real weirds are. <laughs> well, let's just hope all those little uh, space bugs uh, eat the, 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 the ship, the, the, the Death Star. <laughs> well said. <laughs> yeah. Should we go get our regular ship and uh, should we swing by Modesta first just to drop this guy off so he's out of our hair? <laughs> Yes. He wakes and up. Then, oh my god, yes, let's get rid of him. Eskadrell. I thought you were talking about Worker for a second, and I was just like... <laughs> get out of here, Worker. We, ju we just can't keep this guy in, in our medical, medical bay coma. forever. <laughs> that just can't, we just can't do that. He's gotta be with his people so he can do some healing. Oh my god, what if we go back and he's uh, indoctrinated all the other Jedi? <laughs> I, I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't I don't think he is that I don't powerful. know, he's got some pretty good ideas, I'm just <laughs> saying. I, 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 me, me and this guy, like, I thought he was gonna be weird, but it turns out he's got some good ideas, man. I mean, he's a scavenger, maybe he'll bond with Rey. Maybe uh. Rey will help him heal. Or he'll make Rey so much worse. But you can, you can, yeah, you can probably uh, swing by Modesta to drop this guy off. And where, where, so where is your destination then once you retrieve your ship? Probably 
going back to Iskadral to regroup after we drop Buddy. Yeah, tell Maria what's happening on yeah. the Let her- former now Death Star. <laughs> Hopefully former now Death Star. <laughs> Let her know who we're bringing. I, I'm i sure she'll be happy to see Bilius if he helped her escape before. Not that we really, I don't think we really got that connection, but he did mention it. Did we just bring Bilius or did we take the other scientists that got like snatched? You've got the other scientists. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah, the gang's all here. The gang's all here, and the gang, I guess, is going to be all on Iskadrill when you uh, bring these droids up to speed about this powerful uh, new weapon. Uh, remember they were just talking about uh, using the First Order's weapons to fight off the Vong? Maybe they'll want something about that next time on Star Wars Empire Wreckers. This week's episode is brought to you by our top patrons, Jeffrey Zamudo, Joshua Winter, Laser, Suki Nintendo, and Vaginator.